What's going on, everyone? This is Drew Code Sports Talk, and I am your host, Andrew Wright, and my co-host slash producer is in his daughter's room still, <laughs> Cody Johnson. Cody? Hey, everybody. What is going on? Yes, I am in the daughter's studio right now, uh, recording, coming at you live. Uh, we got a hell of an episode for you guys. We got some uh, NFL playoff previews, talking about Raiders, of course. Also talking about where we went right and wrong in our NFL record prediction. So it's going to be jam-packed. So uh, please sit there or run or wherever you're listening to us at and uh, please enjoy. That's right, guys. The Raiders are in the playoffs, baby. Man, I'm so excited. How's it going, everyone? I'm sorry. I had to start off on a good note, man. Cody, how are you feeling, man? Feeling really good, man. Super excited and uh, really anxious and just in shock, of course, of what transpired on Sunday. But it was super fitting to the end of the regular season. That is for sure. (laughs) Yeah, man. my wife and I, we were watching it and my wife's not huge into football. I mean, she understands it. I mean, she'll, she'll watch games with me here and there. Um, but she's not really like into it like I am. And, uh, when I say I was stressed, I don't think I sat down on my couch. Now, mind you, we are quarantining. So we have been in the house all day. Okay. (laughs) So it was like, to keep my mind off of things, um, my we were watching the game, and I'm standing up probably from the start of the fourth quarter on. I don't mm-hmm. think I sat down. And then um, I look over at my wife every now and then, and she's over there, you know, biting her nails, pulling out, pulling on her hair, trying to braid it. And I was like, what's the matter, babe? She's like, I'm so nervous right now. I was like, that's right. That's that Raider <laughs> Nation bleeding through you, babe. So, uh, we were so excited when they, when they, um, uh, when they ended up winning, which was so cool. I, the, I know we're going to talk about it later, but just the, the video of Derek Carr calling a timeout and kind of looking at the clock and smirking was just the most epic. Oh man. I loved it. I was like, God, I want that as my screensaver, man. It was (laughs) just so epic. Uh, it was just, I, I feel like it was like him saying suck it chargers without actually saying it. Um, so that's kind of how I, I took it as, but man, that was so cool. And even our daughters who they just got phones. So, you know, they text and call every day and, uh, they were texting about it and they were like, (laughs) Nadia kept showing me. She was like, dad, look, I sent her this Raider thing and I sent her this Raider thing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. All right. Uh Glad you guys are into it. Um, You know, obviously my daughter had no clue what was going on because when the Raiders won the coin toss in overtime, she was like, yes, they won. And I was like, they won the coin toss. And she's like, oh, oh. (laughs) so, um, but yeah, we were, we were all excited here in the right household. So super awesome. But Cody, we are going to be going into that a lot more later. Um, well, maybe not a lot, but we'll go into it a little bit. Um, but we have a great show. We're, we're going to be talking about our uh, predictions that we had at the beginning of the year, where we went right, where we went wrong. Um, and I was already looking at it, and I have a lot of wrong. <laughs> and um, 
Then we're going to be talking about the preview of the Raiders and Bengals, full playoff matchup, and then uh, the head coaching changes. So there is a lot going on in the NFL right now, and I feel like there's not enough time to talk about it. So I will apologize to the audience now. It is probably going to be a longer episode. Well, it's not probably. It's going to be a longer episode uh, than we normally have, but there's so much to to talk about and to cover. Uh, we just, you know, I mean, we don't have the time to record two episodes in a week. So, um, you know, this is kind of the hand that we're dealt. So sorry, everyone in advance, but if you're into it, I mean, you're, you're going to love it. So, uh, but before we get into all that, Cody, how have you been, man? Oh man, it's been crazy. Of course, with the COVID surge that's been going on, we've been, uh, my, uh, place of employment has basically been hit with it to where, We've been running a pretty skinny uh, skeleton staff, but um, we've persevered. We've made it to Friday, so we're just waiting until everyone comes back healthy uh, so that way we can all breathe. And other than that, man, it's just been prepping for the show. I mean, a lot of stuff going on, you know, coaches firing, Raiders are in the playoffs, so there's a lot that we're trying to get in in a short amount of time and Man, it's just it's just chaotic, but it's been it's been a good busy if that makes any sense. So, yeah. How have yeah. you guys been over in your neck of the woods? Well, when we recorded uh, last week, uh, we had just found out that uh, my son had tested uh, positive for COVID. I, I think honestly, the very next day mm-hmm. after we had recorded, so uh, we found out that my son tested positive for COVID, uh, which was very scary. Um, you know, he seemed to be fine the whole time though. Uh, they said, uh, you know, quarantine for five days. We went and got a test, uh, literally on the fifth day, we got a negative test. (laughs) So it was like, well, all right. (laughs) Well, we, I wish we would have gotten, because we, we tested the same day that they told us he had tested positive. So Mm -hmm. we wanted a recent, you know, test right away. And uh, yeah, it just took forever to get it back. We finally got it back. Um, And then we were recommended to take him to uh, the hospital to get some x-rays to make sure that he didn't develop COVID pneumonia, pneumonia, excuse me. So we had to go check all that. So we've just been honestly uh, worried about the whole COVID situation. Uh, But as soon as we got our negative test, my wife and I, we set up a uh, to get our booster shots because we've been needing to get it anyway. Finally got them uh, that same day at night. I was texting you. We were going to record that night. What was it? Um, Wednesday night. Right. I was texting you Wednesday night and I was like, hey, did you want to do it? And you're like, oh, I, I might. And then you're like, no, you know what? I'm, I'm messing with some programs. So I was like, all right, no worries. And literally probably five minutes after we had texted that we were not going to go, I started getting really cold. Oh, and uh-huh. like, I was so cold that I was shivering. And mm. my wife was like, I've never heard you shiver that much. I had the worst fever from this booster ever, dude. It hit me <laughs> so hard. So all night. So I was trying to fall asleep. I'm all I'm shivering. I finally fall asleep. Then I start getting hot. And uh, we have to wake up because we have a new pup. So we wake up every few hours to go take the dogs out uh, to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And um, so I go outside and I'm wearing a a sweatshirt and I'm wearing my robe and I'm wearing long, you know, sweatpants. So I'm pretty warm. And like I can see the steam coming off of me outside. 
I was like, man, I'm really warm. And so <laughs> I wake up and I, I go back inside, put the dogs away. I go back to sleep. I wake up and I'm like, I've sweated through my shirt. Like it was so wow. bad. Like I went swimming with it. <laughs> so I had to take <laughs> it off. And uh, I felt fine after that. Um, I had a headache um, that, that same night. But honestly, it, it really didn't bother me because I was either cold or super hot. Um, and then, um, the next day I woke up, I felt great. I was so good. <laughs> My wife has had some lingering effects. She's had some, uh, headaches, but, uh, and her arm is really sore. And I was like, well, you know, I've been working out. So I think my arm's kind of used to it being sore. So it doesn't really affect me as much. <laughs> so that is what we have been going through. Uh, if we aren't, if we aren't, having covid we we have covid like symptoms <laughs> from the boost <laughs> shot so but luckily we got it we're done we're all good um we've tested twice now and and are negative on both so um it's it's nice and actually we're going to go over to my in-laws to kind of celebrate uh tomorrow so oh, really happy cool. about all that yeah we're glad to be out of the house yeah no kidding glad to be out of quarantine and out of out of uh purgatory that's crazy man well i'm glad you guys are healthy i was texting you guys kind of off and on throughout that whole thing just to make sure Mm -hmm. you guys were okay but i mean nobody had any symptoms that you had mentioned and you know i think we were just concerned with cam of course but yeah i mean i'm glad you guys are on the other side of it i mean knock on wood um we haven't had an encounter with it quite yet but i mean with how bad it's getting it's gonna eventually happen just odds being um thankfully we're all vaccinated my wife and I were boosted. So, I mean, hopefully it's not too terrible, but you know, the last thing we want it to do is rage through here, but you know, thankfully we can be as prepared as we can be because now we've been wearing our masks nearly 24 seven to avoid it. But you know, hopefully we get on the other side of it and uh, it'll be the last of it, but you know, crazier things have happened. I mean, and if it did go through our house and we had already quarantined and now we're all boosted up, I mean, that's good for us. I mean, if we didn't, because we're not really sure if it was a false positive because mm-hmm. he had a test on the same day. It was a rapid though, and mm-hmm. it was negative. But then they had like a, I think they called it a PCR, and mm-hmm. this one came up positive. But it's mm-hmm. the only positive we've gotten. Not my my daughter. She took the same test the same day. She was negative. Um, and, um, and my wife too. So I didn't get one. Uh, because I wasn't feeling sick when they were, so I don't know. It, it was it was kind of weird, but you know, yeah. if it, if we went through it, then we went through it. If we didn't, we're all you know, you know, my daughter, my wife, myself, we're all vaxxed. So uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll protect us. But you know, things can happen. So yeah, for sure. All right, man. Well, sorry for the long, but you know, that's what we've been going through. I've been stuck at home for five six days straight now so i'm just looking for any excuse to talk to another adult that is um not talking about my kids (laughs) me and my wife i mean literally that's all our conversations right now um but uh it's good to be back man it's good to be um recording because we get to talk about raiders but before we get into all that cody we are going to be talking about where we went right, where we went wrong on our NFL season predictions. Okay. So 
I wanted to, we're going to go division by division, but I feel like we need to at least start off with who we had in the playoffs. Okay. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I'm game. Okay. Okay. So, uh, my number one seed for the AFC was the Kansas city chiefs. Number two seed was supposed to be Buffalo bills. The number three seed, I had the Baltimore Ravens. Number four, I had the Tennessee Titans. Number five, I had the Los Angeles Chargers. Number six, I had the Cleveland Browns. And number seven, I had the Las Vegas Raiders. Cody, you had uh, the Kansas City Chiefs at the number one. You had number two, Buffalo Bills. So we were one, two right there. Um, You had number three, Tennessee Titans. You had number four, Cleveland Browns. Uh, Number five, you had the Miami Dolphins. Number six, you had the Las Vegas Raiders. Number seven, you had the Indianapolis Colts. So in the NFC, I had number one. It will go in order, obviously, so I won't number it. Uh, I had San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I'm sorry. I had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sorry. Then I had the San Francisco 49ers, uh, the Green Bay Packers, Dallas Cowboys, Los Angeles Rams, Seattle Seahawks, and the Arizona Cardinals. Cody, you had. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, Green Bay Packers, Seattle Seahawks, Dallas Cowboys, Los Angeles Rams, Arizona Cardinals, San Francisco 49ers. Okay. So those are those were our playoff predictions. Um, obviously, we were wrong. Uh, well, I was wrong on the Ravens. I was wrong on the Chargers, thank God. Uh, <laughs> and I was wrong on the Cleveland Browns. Cody, you were wrong on the Browns, uh, the Miami Dolphins, and the Indianapolis Colts. So we both had three wrongs <laughs> in the AFC. In the NFC, you and I both had the same teams, just different orders. And um, we were both wrong on the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. You had them winning the NFC West, and I just had them as a wild card. But we both had them at the same records. <laughs> yeah. And they did not, they did not do well this season. (laughs) Not even kind of (laughs) close on our predictions. So that, that, you know, take, take what you will from it, people. But uh, those were our playoff predictions. Hey, we were right about the Raiders dead on both of us on the record. So pat on the back for both of us. You were what just about right on the Tennessee Titans. No, you were dead on on the Tennessee Titans. I'm sorry. I was wrong on the Titans. Um, let's see. The The Bills didn't live up to their expectations, apparently to us. You know, they were supposed to be 13 and four. They ended up being 11 and six. How dare they? The Chiefs, I feel like, was the biggest surprise plot for us because you and I, I mean, you had them 15 and two. I had them 14 and three. Not yeah. a big change there. They went 12 and five. So, you know, we thought they were going to be way better. Um, and then, um, well, that's it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, there's Everything some, else we kind of got wrong. Yeah, there's some teams sprinkled in here that we got, we were spot on with and then dead wrong with. And I think you and I are both, I'll just call us out to the carpet right now. We were both dead wrong on the Cincinnati Bengals who, you know, we will be playing on Saturday, but you know, we each had them just in the tank because of, you know, what we thought was 
going to be a chaotic season for them. And then here yeah. they are on the wild card. So that was, I think, a, a big hit for us. Just, wow, I didn't expect that coming. And then yeah. I think the only team that we were both, well, I don't know. I was dead wrong on Cleveland for sure. I thought that they would go through some expectations. And then Miami, I was dead wrong on. I thought that they would come out being better. And there was a stretch where they went on a run. Whereas yeah. looking like I was going to be right on my prediction and then they just, they just fell off the map. So, yeah. you know, the Browns, I will say this. I really didn't know if I wanted to put them in the playoffs, but with the roster that they had, I was like, they have to be in like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how you lose. Um, but, um, you know, they ended up not so, but let's get started. Let's, let's get into it. So Cody in the AFC East, I'll, I'll write, um i'll go down my list do you have your list with you i do all right so the afc east i had the buffalo bills going 13 and 4 um basically splitting games in their division other than against the jets um and then they were they were going to play the chiefs and the patriots and i had them you know or i'm sorry playing the chiefs and buccaneers excuse me and, you know, I really like the Chiefs and the Buccaneers coming into the season. And, you know, they made the playoffs, so I guess rightfully so. Right. Um, the Dolphins I had at number two at nine and eight. I nailed it. Freaking yeah. nailed it. <laughs> I thought I was going to whiff on it because they started at one and seven. I was like, holy crap, was I wrong <laughs> on the Dolphins? Um, you know, pro- some of the wins and losses obviously kind of flip flop, but uh, I'm not going to go into that. The New England Patriots I had at seven and ten. They ended up being ten and seven. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, good for the Patriots. You know, I thought with a rookie quarterback, uh, it wasn't going to go well for them. Uh, I did like their defense. I liked their running game. I liked all the um, assets that they they added, but I just wasn't really sold on Mac Jones. To be fair, Mac Jones kind of trailed off the last couple of weeks of the season, so. We'll see how he does in the playoffs, but good for the Patriots to turn around after a year. Thought mm-hmm. it was going to take at least three years, and that's what I was going off of, and I was completely wrong. Uh, and then the the New York Jets, I had it three and fourteen. They ended up being uh, four and thirteen. So, you know, uh, was I really that wrong on them? No, you, honestly, I was wrong that they were going to go zero and six in the division. I thought they were going to split games between Patriots, Dolphins. But, um, you know, they they ended up uh, not winning a game in the division. It had to be all outside the division. So, <laughs> uh, you know, the Jets complete tire fire. But, yeah, that was that was my AFC East. Cody, what was your AFC East? So, number one, I had Buffalo Bills. I had them also at 13 and four. Uh, they finished the season at 11 and six, but still won the division. So, you know, I, I guess that's a half a point for the both of us. Uh, the New York Jets, I had them at three and 14 as well. So, I mean, we missed it by one game, but we weren't that far off. And really, it looked like they they could have gone done an offer at least just one game because they went through some real crazy quarterback turmoil for a while where I think the QB's name was Mike White. I think that his name was had one good game. And then all of a sudden he was like the next big thing and then haven't heard from him since. So that's pretty much the Jets in a in a in a uh in a gist 
And then I had New England at nine and eight. So I was off by a game and I didn't mm-hmm. have them getting into the playoffs in any shape or form. I felt like that they would win a couple more games because Cam Newton was, uh, you know, I figured was in the offense a little bit more. They had a little bit better of a run game. Most of their defensive players were coming back. So that was my logic for it. And I was off by a game, like I mentioned, but, you know, didn't expect them to get in the playoffs. Yeah. And then Miami was the probably my biggest swift in this division. I had them going 11 and six with a wild card. Um, and it was really rough. They started off, like you mentioned, one and six. So I was like, oh, there's no way. And then they trailed off, you know, like seven wins in a row to where, hey, if they hang on, they could, they can do it. Yeah. And then they just tanked in the last few weeks. And, um, you know, I am foreshadowing, but it is unfortunate that they let go of their head coach after this season because yeah. I thought it was a huge win. But we'll talk about that later on in the show. But yeah, Miami was probably my biggest whiff on my my prediction on them uh, regarding the AFC East. And, and what did you have the Jets at? I'm sorry. I had them at three and 14. Three and four. So so I had them had the as the same record. Yeah. So you and I in the AFC East, we split that one. Yeah. Okay. So. Let's go into um, the AFC North and oh, I'm sorry. Let's go and I'm sorry. I'm getting way ahead of myself. The NFC East. Um, Cody, why don't you start off? Start us off with the uh, NFC East. Okay, so the NFC East. I had the winners being the Dallas Cowboys, which they did. Uh, they finished this season at 12 and five. I had them winning 11 and six, so I was off by a game. Following that, I had. Um, Philadelphia winning only uh, going only seven and 10 and they made the playoffs at nine and eight. So that was a huge surprise. This is probably as big as a whiff as any that I will have. And I will definitely eat crow for this one. Cause it's definitely deserved, but I had the giants going eight and nine. And honestly, that would have been a successful season in their eyes just because it couldn't have gotten any worse. Judge would still have his job. Yeah, they, they couldn't have gone. They couldn't have gotten any worse. Uh, and then I had the Washington football team going eight and nine as well. Uh, I think they finished six and 10 or, or, I can't remember what their record was. I think they were like seven and 10 or something like that, but I wasn't off by very much, but um, I didn't predict Philadelphia getting in the playoffs. The only thing I really got right was Dallas's divisional win, which we kind of figured because they were the best team out of this work out of this terrible division, but you know, pies in my face because they had two teams commanded out of this division. So. Okay. So NFC East, uh, I whiffed everywhere um i think you're gonna have this one um the dallas cowboys i had at nine and eight um and they did not end up being nine and eight they ended up being 12 and five um i then had the Washington. you know honestly the cowboys i i didn't think their defense was anything and right. they really stepped their defense up i mean i gotta give it to dan quinn i thought Dan Quinn, I thought, um, was going to do better for them, but I didn't know how much because Mm -hmm. I was kind of looking at that Falcons defense over there when he was the head coach for Atlanta, and it really wasn't anything special. It was actually probably one of the worst ones. So I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, how good is he really? And um, he's really proven it, so good for him. And, you know, Micah Parsons, probably defensive rookie of the year, probably unanimously. Um, I don't see anyone else taking that over. Um, so he had a wonderful year. Then I had, um, I had the Washington football team at seven and 10. Um, you know, 
I mean, I nailed that one. So, you know, I count that as a win. But, you know, I actually like the football team. I wasn't sure if I wanted them seven and ten. I just thought that they kind of ran into a a bad um, schedule. And so I think I kind of just got lucky on that one, to be honest. Yeah, well, um, I also had them. Like I mentioned, I had them going eight, nine, but a lot of it was because Fitzpatrick was healthy. They were going to have Curtis Samuel. Yeah, they had a lot more pieces to the puzzle and Chase Young got injured early in the season. So I had figured that they were going to be relatively competitive and they somewhat were, even though they had Heineke and, you know, a bunch of other players. But, yeah, you know, I had then the Philadelphia Eagles. I had them at seven and ten. They went nine and eight and made it to the playoffs. I would have swore to you that they would not have made it into the playoffs, um, but they did. And you know what? Good for them. Um, I'm not huge on Jalen Hurts. I'm still not, but I do think that he brings an aspect uh, to the Eagles that they need right now. And so I do think that that's really good. Um, and then I have, um, and then I had the New York Giants, which I'm going to call a whiff as well. The New York Giants, I had them at six and eleven. I thought they were going to be um you know a, a a tough team but they face teams like you know the rams uh the chiefs the buccaneers the chargers um and so i i thought those you know i i thought the broncos were going to be a little bit better so i thought those teams were going to be really um just a an unfortunate um opponent for the giants because daniel jones is is very limited and so I did, I like the Giants defense. I did, you know, I thought Saquon Barkley was going to be, was going to be, you know, a really good player. And we'll probably talk about this another day, but, you know, Saquon Barkley, probably one of the biggest fantasy flops of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, it just, it really, did. I mean, Kenny Galladay got a huge contract. He caught zero touchdowns all year. Mm-hmm. And that's ridiculous. And you know, Daniel Jones being in the last too. few weeks. Yeah. He didn't play the last few weeks, Daniel Jones, but um, I don't. I really don't think that was going to matter because he didn't throw it to Gotland Day as it was. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was. It, it, that was. Uh, that's a pretty big whiff for me. Um, I had three whiffs. I was wrong on the Cowboys. I mean, I had them at number one, but I had them at nine and eight, so I'm going to count that as a loss. Um, I mean, I had them in the playoffs. Let's see. I mean, do I maybe I get a point for having them at number four? I do. I should get them. Po- I think I should get a point for four. What do you think? You you should oh, go go right ahead. Have that point. What did you have the Cowboys at? Eleven and six, and they finished God, twelve and five. It. What did you have? What uh, seed did you have them though? Oh, I have it right here. I think I had them. I forgot you don't have it. Let's see. Oops. Let's AFC. Yeah, you had them at four. Okay. So you're going to get that one. Sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, Last and then I, was year wrong you... on, I was wrong on the Eagles. I was right on football team, but I was wrong on the Giants. Last year, you got me real good with these last year. So I got to have a redemption yeah. year over here. So I think you win the NFC East, right? Because you, you said the Eagles, you had them at eight and nine, right? No, I had them at seven and ten. I didn't have them. Uh, yeah, I had them at seven and ten. Oh, yeah, you had Washington football team at at, um, at eight, eight and nine. nine. Yeah. So yeah, you 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 get NFC East. 
Who really yeah. wants the NFC East, though? I mean, really, who wants them? <laughs> who wants it? Seriously. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so you're up one nothing right now. Um, okay. Yeah, no one well, wait, wants Wait, hold it. on. Who got the AFC East, then? Did you get the AFC no, we East? we tied on that. We tied on that one. Oh, okay. That's why I was one to know. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, if we need a tiebreaker, we'll we'll figure that out later. We 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 didn't think of that far ahead. <laughs> kind of on the fly. But um, okay. what's the next one? All right. So we have AFC North, NFC North. Um, so I'll start with I'll start with the a- AFC North. I had the Baltimore Ravens at 12 and 5. I loved the Ravens coming in here. Um, but you know, and we had done this when um I believe Gus Edwards was already hurt. Um, yeah. Who uh, who else was it? Um, uh, the uh, J.K. Dobbins. Mm-hmm. You know, Marcus Peters. He had tore his ACL. So there was there was a lot of injuries already piled up. So, but I still love Lamar Jackson. I love the Ravens defense. Um, I thought they were going to overcome it, but Lamar Jackson got injured a lot this year, actually. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, the defense was actually suspect at best. And then the wide receivers really did not step up at all. Um, And so uh, that was just kind of, that was a flop. I mean, they ended up being eight and nine. I love the Ravens coming in here. They ended up last place in the AFC North. Um, And I had them in first. So uh, that's a big whiff. Uh, The Cleveland Browns, I had at two, at 10 and seven. Listen. A healthy Baker Mayfield, I still think, could have ended up uh, being in the playoffs. I really do. But the, I think what hurt him was he kept trying to play hurt. And he's he's a tough guy. I'm not saying he's not, but he's not good. He's not a great quarterback when he's healthy. So <laughs> him being hurt, I don't think, was going to be the, the solution there. Um, and I feel like if they had Case Keenum, Case Keenum is serviceable. He's really close to Baker Mayfield. I think he's barely lesser than, and I think the Browns could have really competed, but I feel like with Baker Mayfield trying to play hurt, then the whole Odell Beckham Jr. situation really hurt them. And then they had huge COVID uh, issues. Uh, I mean, the Raiders saw them and, um, you know, we had to have the game pushed back and all that. And Raider Nation was not happy with that. And it made sense, but it also made sense that they did push it back. So we're not going to go into all that. But Cleveland Browns ended up being eight and nine. I had them at 10 and seven. I'm going to say that's a whiff, though, because I said they were going to be in the playoffs. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, this is another whiff for me. Uh, seven and 10, I had them at. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of Big Ben. Still, I'm not. <laughs> he has not changed that. <laughs> Um, but they ended up being nine, seven, and one. They tied with they tied with the Lions. I would have never thought that. Um, you know, I had them beating the Lions, so that goes for anything. But um, you know, I, I love their defense, but I thought Big Ben was so shot. Um, mm-hmm. their their offensive line is a lot weaker than it used to be. Uh Najee Harris, I felt like was was a li- I don't want to say overrated, but I felt like they were going to put a lot on his shoulders and he is a rookie and the offensive line is bad. So I really didn't like the Steelers, but Hey, congratulations to them. The Raiders pushed them in. So congratulations. <laughs> um, and then the biggest whip I have on here, even more than the Ravens was, was the Bengals. I had them at three and 14. I hated their offensive line 
and I still do. I think their offensive line out of all the teams in the playoffs is the worst offensive line in the playoffs. Absolutely, hands down. It's still not that good. Joe Mixon really did a good job with this offensive line, so kudos to him. Burrow got sacked a lot this year, and that Mm. cannot be understated. Joe Burrow has been hit so many times this year again. Um, and that was a sacrifice that they were going to take by getting Jamar Chase over any of the offensive line, Panay Sewell or Rashawn Slater. Um, and so they ended up getting Jamar Chase, which ended up being phenomenal. Um, and the three receivers that they have, and then adding Joe Mixon to that as well, has been really good for Joe Burrow. So, yes, he has been hit a lot, but he's also been able to kind of like throw those 50-50 balls without any concern uh, because to him, it's more like 80-20. So, um, you know, good for the Bengals to get in the playoffs, to win the AFC North, which let's be honest, that AFC North, even though the Steelers weren't as good, the Ravens weren't as good, the Browns weren't as good, that's still a tough division. Mm -hmm. All of those teams have have a good defense. The Ravens probably the weaker out of all of those, but they're not by much. The Steelers have that TJ Watt and, um, the uh, the Cleveland Browns have Miles Garrett, so you know those are tough pass rushing and hard nosed defenses. Cincinnati Bengals, man, way to go! So um, I pretty much whiff this whole division. So Cody, how bad did you do on this one? All right, well, not as bad as you think. So I'll lead off with the Baltimore Ravens. I actually had them finishing eight and nine as well. I didn't have them in last place, but I did have the record eight and nine. And I guess I'm spot on from what you told me. Their record was eight and nine. Um, so I'll yeah. take that as a win. However, I'm going to take huge hits. So this might even be your division just right off the bat. I had Cleveland going into the playoffs as a division winner at 11 and six. Clearly they didn't get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be fair, as you, what you said, Baker Mayfield went through injuries. They had COVID issues. Mine was a lot simpler than that. They had Kareem hunt and they had um, uh, Chubb. So I figured that, you know, just that running back tandem would have been enough. They have a really respectable defense, and they actually got into the wild card and beat Pittsburgh last year. So I figured they're going to run on that momentum. And I figured they had a whole offseason now with Stefanski's system to get Odell Beckham integrated with the offense. And then we know what happened with Odell Beckham's situation where it just melted down. And just like what you said, Baker Mayfield playing hurt probably hurt his team, being honest. Had they put in yeah. Chase, had they put in Case Keenum uh, when you know Mayfield was originally hurt? which Canem has experience with um, with Stefanski's offense in uh, Minnesota when he was basically an MVP-looking candidate, you know, he probably could have managed the offense well. Yeah. But I also think what hurt um, the Browns was, other than Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, who Jarvis Landry went through quite a few injuries this season, they really yes. didn't have any other respectable receiver outside of that. I mean, Peoples-Jones had some flashes, but he's not, you know, a lineup and take a DB off the line kind of a receiver. So, you know, that was really tough. And then they run a three tight end system, which, you know, sometimes they get injured or they were on the COVID list. So their offense was really handcuffed. So I was kind of surprised to see where they'd finish, but I was expecting a lot higher things for them. So another huge, um, another huge whiff for uh, me was the Bengals. Like what we talked about, I had them finishing at uh, three and 14. And of course they went 10 and seven, making one of the wild cards. So I, or actually winning the division, pardon me. So I was a huge loser in that one. And then Pittsburgh, I mean, I get a half a point, I suppose, because I predicted them going nine and eight. They went nine, seven, one. 
but I did not predict them in the playoffs and they snuck in through the wild card. You're welcome, Steeler fans. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, that's how this division shaked out. I mean, Mike Tomlin has never gone under 500. I didn't think he'd start in this season. Big Ben, um, I'm surprised he kind of wheeled his team into the playoffs by accident, it feels like. But, uh, you know, this whole division, I think, was competitive at one point. I think all of them share all, all the teams rotated from the number one position in this division at one point in time in the season, just because, you know, it may not be the strongest division in football, but it's definitely the most competitive. And every time they play each other, every divisional game between these four teams is super competitive and, and just totally driven. But anyways, um, you know, it was a interesting prediction and never would have thought that Bengals would have been the one leading this division. Yeah. Zero chance. All right, Cody. Well, you definitely won the AFC North, so you're up to nothing now. Um, <laughs> uh, so we're, why don't you start off with the NFC North, what your predictions were, and um, we'll see who wins this one. <laughs> All right. I got Not Green sure Bay. anyone wants to. <laughs> yeah, I got Green Bay winning the NFC North. Um, I had the record, though, at 14-3. and three. They finished 13-4, and four, which, by the way, foreshadowing, that's a win for you. Following that, I had uh, the Vikings at five and twelve. I don't even know what they finished. At. I think they finished at seven and ten or eight, eight and nine. nine. Eight mm-hmm. and nine. Okay, I was off on that one. I figured that they were going to be tanking in last place, but they just took a little bit longer than expected because they tanked towards the end of the season. I was expecting it to happen all season, but anyways, and I had Chicago at seven and ten, third place or second place in this uh, breakdown. But I couldn't even tell you where they finished. I think they finished six and eleven, six maybe and eleven. Six mm-hmm. and eleven. Okay, so off by one. Detroit went. Uh, I predicted them going two and fifteen, and I think they went three, twelve and one, or something like that. Three, thirteen and one. Okay, so the only thing I got right was the Packers, and that wasn't that was honestly by default. And they're clearly the better team in that division. Yeah. I don't think it was a surprise to anybody that Green Bay came out of that division. So. Yeah, I, I did a lot better in this division. <laughs> um, I had the Green Bay Packers at 13 and four. They ended up being 13 and four. Um, honestly, I didn't like the Packers that much, but I felt like, first of all, the division was so weak this year. Um, honestly, I have the Vikings very low, and, and we'll, I'm obviously going to hit that in a second. But, um, you know, not only that, but they, they face like, you know, their toughest challenge was like the 49ers and the Chiefs. And then everyone in the division, they did face the Cardinals. Um, I didn't see them losing as horribly as they did with against the Saints. But, um, you know, really the the toughest teams that I saw them playing were, I thought, Ravens and Steelers or Raven. I'm sorry, not Steelers, like Ravens and and um, the Cardinals and the Seahawks. I thought those were going to be tough games, but I did feel like roster wise where it was going to be played at, at what time. You know, I felt like the Packers were definitely going to win those games. And, and you know, um, obviously things changed. But, you know, basically, I really like the Packers. Um, and, you know, Aaron Rodgers coming off an MVP year, I thought he was still going to go down. But just because of the how the division was, I felt like that was going to help them, you know, elevate over everyone else. So uh, I was right on that one. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, this is the one I was wrong on. Uh, I had them at 6-11. and 11 ended up being eight and nine. Um, I wasn't a fan of this Vikings defense all that much because I do know they lost a lot. 
Um, they are getting older um, and really they hadn't changed much. And I, that's when you don't change literally anything um, that's actually a disaster for the NFL. Uh, so I felt like that was going to be it. I'm not a huge fan of Kirk cousins. I don't think he does much. I do like Justin Jefferson, but you know, as much as I loved Alvin cook, I thought he was going to end up getting injured and he ended up getting injured, but he did come back. So, um, you know, take it what you will, I guess. But, uh, then I have the Chicago bears at six and 11. They ended up being six and 11. I like Justin Fields. Um, I liked Matt Nagy, but I didn't think that this offense had much of anything other than maybe David Montgomery and, and a few flashes from fields. And then obviously their defense is always good. So I wasn't worried about that. Uh, and then I had the lions at two and 15, just like you did. Like you said, uh, they ended up being three and uh, three, 13 and one. So, um, you know, I, I will say this. I was very impressed with how the lions ended up playing every game. You know, I, I felt like, I, I thought they were going to be a complete trash team and they played hard every single game. Um, I don't care if they lost by like 30 in a game before, like they ended up just, they fought their tails off to the very end. So kudos to the lions, even though I know it wasn't great, probably don't want Dan Campbell back, but I think the way that the team played, he earned another year. Um, but you know, I kind of felt the same about David Culley and, you know, look at what that happened. So, well, I mean, we'll see what happens with the Lions. I mean, anything can still happen. But, yeah, I, I definitely got this division. Um, so, yay me on that one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's much of anything else to talk about other than we were right on the Packers, um, and then I was just right on the uh, on the Bears. <laughs> You're spot on, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shocking. All right, Cody. So let's go to uh, the AFC South. Um, I'll start the AFC South off um, where we went right, where we went wrong. I had the Titans at 10 and seven. Um, Obviously they did better. They're actually the number one seed in, in the AFC playoffs. They went 12 and five. So, I mean, I guess it wasn't that far off, but when you talk about one seed two, I had them, I believe at the, at the four seed, um yeah i had them at four seed you know that that is a significant difference because now they get a week off Mm -hmm. so that's huge for the Titans. so good for them man um you know i i'm not a huge fan of their their defense i still am not um and i'm not a huge fan of ryan Tannehill, and so and and still not so um you know we'll see what they can do but you know what they they keep winning and good for them um the colts i had them at nine and eight they ended up being nine and eight. You had them in the playoffs. I did not. So mm-hmm. I'll take the win on that one. Um, the Jaguars. I, I'll admit it. I liked Urban Meyer. I thought he was going to bring a completely different dynamic to the Jaguars than they have had before. Um, I like Trevor Lawrence. I still do, uh, mind you. I had them going five and 12. I wasn't that off. Four and thirteen. So, or I'm sorry, three and fourteen. I'm sorry, I looked at the wrong one. Not as good as I thought they were going to be, but all, honestly, not as bad as I thought they could be as well. Because you and well, I, we had talked about, we thought maybe they could go two and fifteen, but we we're like, there can't be two two and fifteen teams this year. 
And so we chose the Lions over the Jaguars. And um, yeah, it wasn't great. But then I chose the Texans. I thought they were even worse. I had them at <laughs> two and 15. They ended up being four and 13. So the two where I went wrong on the Jaguars went to the Texans. So anyway, um, uh, so I just wanted to say, you know, I was right on the Colts. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> what and did you have on the AFC and Tennessee. South? You had Tennessee winning the division. So you got that one. So, so my, I'll go from Houston up, I guess. So Houston, I had also at two and 15, but as you mentioned, they finished at four and 13. And by the way, Unfortunately, they fired their head coach who got them four wins. That was, a, I think, a huge mistake. They should have given that man a raise because who else could have gotten this team four wins other than him? So anyways, that's besides the point. But I, I thought I had Houston going at 2-15. and 15. They didn't. Um, Indianapolis, you're right. I did have them in one of the wild card spots. And actually, had they beaten the Jaguars like they were supposed to, it would have happened. I would, I would have <laughs> nailed this sucker like crazy. But of course... They did not, and they finished nine and eight, as you mentioned. So you were on them, and I was off. And Jacksonville, I mean, I had them at four and thirteen. They finished thirteen, at, uh, three and fourteen. So I mean, I wasn't that far off of it, but yeah, we'll count you know, that as a win. Yeah. Sure, count that as a win. Well, then we're really going to nail this one to the board because I had Tennessee at twelve and five and winning the division. So, bingo. so Bing Bing on that one. So I felt like Tennessee was going to have some games where they struggled offensively, which clearly they did. Cause I even mentioned with Julio Jones and AJ Brown, it's going to look disorganized. I felt like, and sure enough, man, when they got on the field, I don't think I saw Julio Jones catch more than three passes in a game when everybody was healthy and on the field. And unfortunately, Tennessee lost their number one back in Derek Henry, who potentially could be back in the playoffs since they have a, a, a buy being the number one seed. So that'll be very yeah. interesting. If they get him back healthy, they get a week to rest and everything now has to come through Tennessee and the AFC. So that could be a very, very, very interesting matchup for any team that they go against. But, you know, I really felt like though Tennessee, you know, their coach, his offensive style isn't a stretch formation or anything like that. He's more of a defensive guy, which their defense did show up in times of need. But offensively, um, you know, there were times where they sputtered. Uh, Tannehill is not a great quarterback, but he's a, um, he's a serviceable quarterback. He's definitely better than like Baker Mayfield or any of the other middle tier quarterbacks. Um, mm-hmm. and had they not had some talent like AJ Brown and Derek Henry to kind of help them in the point where they were, they probably would have finished in the bottom, bottom half of the, of the league. Yeah. But, you know, with them having a lot of grit and fight in them, like their coach gives them. You know, this is what came out of it. And it's, they're actually kind of a scary team, in my opinion, in the AFC. I really think people should take them seriously because they beat, you know, Buffalo uh, early on in the season. They could give Kansas City a run for their money, considering, you know, we'll go into this in the AFC, in the AFC West. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes hasn't always been sharp this season. So Tennessee loves to capture on turnovers. So, I mean, I kind of think that Tennessee is one of those teams that even though they're the number one seed, don't sleep on them to make a deep run or to, you know, beat anybody in the AFC. I think they have a really good shot of going, you know, as far as the Super Bowl for a lot of these teams. So, well, you won that one. Uh, there's really no question about it. Um, the Titans won 
automatically put you over. I mean, I was right on the Colts, but you mean, you know, I mean, I had the Titans obviously in the playoffs, but a uh, bad record. And, and honestly, I thought with uh, Derrick Henry being injured, I thought maybe my prediction would come out a little bit better, but uh, yeah, ended up not. So, oh, well, no harm, no foul for me, but I have to win out basically to, uh, to win. So you get one more of these, you, you win. Cool. but we'll still we'll still go let's, through them all let's nail this sucker yeah so okay cody why don't you go into the nfc south all right so of course the division winner i had was uh tampa bay i had them at a very modest very very modest 16 and one <laughs> i really thought that antonio brown was going to keep it together i thought that they were going to remain healthy and a perfect team <laughs> and uh i did say though i did say i should I don't want to go into micro points, but I did say that I thought that their only loss, if I had to predict an only loss in this season <laughs> was to the LA Rams and they did lose to the LA Rams. I will point that out, but they subsequently lost four additional games as well with that. So it really just kind of threw this in the trash yeah. for me. <laughs> I did predict that they'd win the division, but I mean, really who else was going to win this division had it not been them. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. so I, I had Tampa finishing at 16 and one. They did not. I had uh, the Saints. I'm actually very surprised with the Saints. This one looks a lot worse than it really is. I had them finishing only four and thirteen, and I think they finished like eight and nine or something like they finished that. Finished nine and eight. Oh, nine and eight, even worse. Mm-hmm. So they finished nine <laughs> and eight, worse. and I had them at four and thirteen. So I really ate curl on that one. Uh, this one's gonna hurt a little bit. I had Atlanta only winning two games, two and fifteen, <laughs> and they went what is it, five and thirteen or six? Or they went seven and ten. Seven and ten, see? Yeah. And then Carolina, I had them only finishing at six and eleven. And what did they finish at? They finished at five and twelve. Okay, I just missed it. So, anyways, the only yeah. thing I hit on was Tampa, but just because they won the division, I didn't come anything close to these records. I won't even say I got close to Carolina, even though it's only one game, because I was off on just about everything. So so I think I'm going to win this one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just just because of the Tampa Bay Buccaneer one cuz I was so close. I had them at 14 and 3, and they ended up being 13 and 4. So uh, I'll I'll take that one. Um I believe I had them at the number 1 seed though. That's really the only difference. Yeah, I did. Um and um you had them at the well obviously the number 1 seed <laughs> as well. So <laughs> 16 and 1. I remember I thought it was crazy then. I was like, no, they're going to get some losses. They're going to. And it was hard. I will say, though, I remember when I was doing my research on it, it was hard to find some losses. But I was like, you know what? I liked the Colts. Um, you know, the Saints. I th- I really actually was high on Jameis Winston, but I wasn't really high on the defense. And honestly, I was kind of wrong on about the defense. Defense ended up being really really good um i mean they were still a serviceable team even with Taysom hill um and i think we found out this year that Taysom hill should not be the quarterback um you know uh for the future i think it's it's Safe obviously james winston uh, james winston was having a great year unfortunately he got injured that was that was really uh unfortunate uh, but then this is where I went wrong. The Carolina Panthers, I really like them. I liked their defense. I like their draft picks. I liked their receivers. I like their, obviously, Christian McCaffrey. I liked Sam Darnold. And they ended up being 5-12. and 12. I had them at 9-8. and eight. 
I'm going to accuse um, you of being a Sam Darnold lover. That's why you thought that they would be as I am. Uh, no you, longer. you thought that they were going to be that high. I'm going to just say it was because of Sam Darnold and that USC connection. I, I you know, I, I will say I, I like Sam Darnold. Now I said, and they, when we were going over it, I'm not sure if he is going to do it, but I am going to get a, give him the benefit of the doubt because he was with the jets. Mm-hmm. So I thought Matt rule and Joe Brady were going to do well. Well, I didn't know that Joe Brady was going to be fired mid year. And now there's talks that Matt rule could be fired uh, later on. So there's always still that, but um, I did like Sam Darnold, but honestly, I like Christian McCaffrey. I didn't think he was going to get injured like he did last year. And he basically got injured early and stayed that way. Um, I drafted him in one of our leagues and when I had him, he was phenomenal. Uh, and when I didn't have him, you know, it was old times. Um, Speaking of so old times, you should have drafted Cam Newton. That'd have been yeah. just as good for you. <laughs> yeah. Next year, if I get Christian McCaffrey, I am also going to get a running back the very next round because uh, <laughs> I cannot do the relying on Christian McCaffrey again. Or if I do that, it's got to be with Dalvin Cook. <laughs> so that way they can trade off their injuries. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, so then I had the uh, New Orleans Saints. I had them at five and twelve. They did nine and eight. So kudos to them. I thought, you know, uh, you know, I just didn't like their defense, like I said, and they ended up proving me way wrong. And I thought they were going to play a lot more Taysom Hill. Um, and I didn't think James Winston was going to be as good as he was. And I think Winston proved that he is going to be the quarterback for the Saints next year. And I mean, unless they go for a trade, but I think Winston really proved that he was, he was a a very, very uh, reliable option. And he really wasn't turning the ball over that much either when he was in. So Mm -hmm. um, it'll be, it'll be exciting to see them next year. Uh, The Atlanta Falcons. I had them being five and 12. They ended up being seven and 10. So I wasn't too far off. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm not, I wasn't a fan of, of Matt Ryan this year, uh, just because they lost Julio Jones, that defense was God awful. And then the offensive line is really bad too. And they really had no running game this year. Uh, Cordell Patterson did pretty good, but you know, he was a receiver slash running back. So that helps a little bit, you know, you can run some run plays, but it make it look like a screen or something. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I think I win this one. Yeah. We're off on literally everything. (laughs) So I'll take that one. Even the division winner. I was off, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, yeah, man, the, the NFC South, um, I thought was going to be a little bit stronger and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, ended up not really being a, uh, a detriment to the Buccaneers. So, yeah. All right, Cody. So that was the NFC South. We are now in the final stretch. We are in the uh, AFC West, NFC West. So we're going to start with the AFC West and I'll kick it off here. Well, hold on. Let me pose this to you. Do you want to, do you want to start with the NFC West and then end on the AFC West since the Raiders are in that division? Or do you want to go AFC first and then end on the NFC? No, we'll do AFC first because that's what we did. We did AFC first and then we finished with NFC because we had every single team in the NFC or NFC West in the playoffs. So I feel like we need to at least offset it, at least end that way too. Um, 
I had the Chiefs at first place. They ended up being first place, so kudos nope, to second place. Nope. What? Second place. Are you I talking about first, first place in the division or in the AFC? Yeah, first place in the division. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had them first place in the division. Uh, you know, f- I had them 14 and 3. They did not go 14 and 3. <laughs> they ended up going 12 and 5. I mean, not too far off, but they for a while they did not look like they <laughs> there was questions in the middle of the year whether they would make the playoffs for not only not just winning the division but making the playoffs and then they had a game against the raiders and uh that that and very shortly those talks um so i then had the uh los angeles chargers i really liked the chargers this year i thought they were going to be really good i liked their head coach i forgot he's a rookie head coach and uh you know that was my downfall there and he cost him and, a playoff burst. You know, honestly, too, um, I thought their defense was going to be better, and it was it was their weakest point. I mean, their offensive mm-hmm. line actually got a lot better, and that's what I kept focusing on. Um, and I thought their defense was fine, but honestly, their defense was really not that good. And and you know, during James, as good as he is, he really doesn't. And you know, Joey Bosa as well. They lost Melvin Ingram, which I don't know why they didn't resign him. Um, you know, Chris Harris Jr. I liked that signing, but they lost Casey Hayward Jr. to us, uh, the Raiders. So, um, you know, there there was a lot of uh, missteps, but yeah, I had the Chargers at twelve and five. They ended up being ten and or, I'm sorry, nine and eight. Um, you know, losing the final game to the Raiders. Um, but then I was right on this one, dead on. Uh, Raiders. I had them at ten and seven. They ended up being ten and seven. Some of the wins and losses, um, you know, obviously are going to be mixed up. But overall, um, I actually had the Giants beating the Raiders. So I was right on that one, too. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I felt like the Raiders were uh, going to be a good team. Now, this was with Henry Ruggs. Damon Arnett actually was having a, a pretty good productive year uh, before they released him with all his stupid videos. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I, I liked the Raiders. I, I'm not a huge, I wasn't a huge John Gruden fan at that time. Uh, and neither were you, you were over him at that point. Oh, yeah. And, um, I was getting there and, um, you know, it ended up actually, I think it worked out well for us to get rid of him because if anything, the last three, four years with John Gruden, he proved that he couldn't finish. He had a great start, couldn't finish. So we started off well, we fired him, and then, um, well, he resigned, whatever. Um, and then um, Rich Basaccia came in and said, I'll help you finish. So uh, we ended on a four-game winning streak, so we'll take it. Um, then I had the uh, Broncos at 9-8. and eight. They ended up being 7-10. and 10. So uh, I was wrong on the Chargers, Broncos. I'll say I was wrong on the Chiefs as well. I don't remember what you had them, what your record was. Oh, you had them 15 and two. So, well, well, I guess that will be the deciding factor. I was a little bit closer, I guess. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, so, uh, that's what I had them at. I'll just say right now, I think you're, I think this is your division that you're going to claim. So at this point, we would be tied. And the only reason why I say that is because, 
Um, I had the Chiefs at 15 and two. Um, obviously, that didn't come up. I mean, it looked like they might not even win the division at one point. I mean, I think Patrick yeah. Mahomes is too talented not to get into the playoffs, but it looked really, you know, crazy, at, you know, early on where we just didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And we would be texting about Patrick Mahomes mechanics, like all those plays he used to make where he just didn't care. Like defenses were ready for it and they would pick him off. There, there's several games this year where he had multiple, uh, you know, interceptions and sometimes yeah. weeks, weeks in a row, which he's never done before. Yeah. So definitely a different year. Um, but, uh, and then, you know, too, in fantasy, I, I went against Patrick Mahomes a couple of times in both times. I actually wasn't as worried as I normally was because he was, he kept throwing picks. So as, as much as I knew he could throw for 300 yards and five touchdowns, I knew, you know, three picks would come with it. And so that's going to deplete his points a little bit. And uh, a lot of the times it helps. So, yeah, you know, fantasy football wise and regular football wise, um, Patrick Mahomes was uh, sometimes a liability this season. Until he played the Raiders, and then all of a sudden he just couldn't have looked any better because he'd put up forty points on us each time. We called so it, was, it too. We were yeah. we were saying he's going to play the Raiders; they're going to be fine. Yeah, they are. And sure enough, man, they, they were. we were like one of their five game win streaks, and they kept going. So, yeah. so anyways, I then had the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. I had them also ten and seven in the playoffs. I had them in the wild card spot. I think I have in my notes wild card two. I, I could have had him two or three when we did this. I'm probably banking on having them at three. Knowing myself, I probably wasn't very high on John Gruden, so I barely had them. You had the Raiders by. in the sixth seed. Okay, so the I last actually one. had them in the seventh seed. No, I had them in the last seed. Oh, okay. So then yeah. I had them, I guess second wild card then would, would have been the place. So anyways, and then for the Chargers, I had them at eight and nine. They finished at nine and eight. So, I mean, I we'll kind of was close on that one. This is where I think you've taken the cake in this division. I had the Broncos at 10 and seven. I was a lot higher on them than you were. I thought Teddy yeah. Bridgewater coming in with their offensive weapons would have helped them. I thought that uh, Melvin Gordon would have been a serviceable running back. And also their defense was still potent and it was very, very, very uh, tough against and still was that to this up to this season. They were a strong yeah. defense and they hard to throw against hard to run against and they were tough they were tough wins when the Raiders played them. Um, but I had them at 10 and seven. I just was a little too overzealous with them. I think they finished eight and nine or something like that. What did seven they finish? And ten. Seven and 10 even worse. So <laughs> I think worse. I you think there you switch their wins and losses. Yeah, I think with how close you were with KC and how close you were with Denver. I think this is your division on this one. I just yeah, I was just I missed off two, on the I, Chargers, but. You know. Yeah, I missed too hard with Denver and with Casey. So this is your division. So I think we're now split leading into the last one. Yes, we are tied three and three. So NFC West is uh, was what's going to separate us. So this is, this is actually kind of exciting now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, why don't you kick off the NFC West uh, as you have been? So Okay, so I'll go with the division winner down. So I had a... Seahawks winning the division at 12 and five. Clearly that's not where they finished. I think they, they were seven like and 10, seven and 10. Okay. So <laughs> I had them winning the division. I thought they'd be a lot stronger in my defense. Uh, Russell Wilson got injured, I think week three of the season and he was out for at least six to seven weeks, I think. Yeah. Or uh, I think he was only out for four weeks, but then he spent three weeks trying to get his I think thumb they had back. Like, yeah. I think they had like a bye week too. So yeah. yeah. So that was a little rough and they had Geno Smith going in for him and Geno Smith. 
I don't know if he should play football anymore, man. I mean, that was a rough start for him in some of those games. But the first game that he played where Russell Wilson, not not when he backed him up when he when Wilson got injured, but the first game where uh, Russell Wilson actually missed, mm-hmm. it looked like Geno Smith was going to be fine. But after that, it was it was not good. <laughs> yeah. Now, as you like to, as you used to love to say, now there's film on you. So now they figured you out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then following that, the uh, second place in this division I would have had would have been the LA Rams. I did have them going into the playoffs. They made the mm-hmm. playoffs and their record was 12 and five. I predicted 12 and five. Mm-hmm. Um, following that, I had Arizona getting in uh, as a wild card. They got in, I think, as the division winner or no as the oh yeah wild card yeah i had them at uh 11 and 6 and the second wild card spot and i think they're in the first wild card spot and same record though yes you had the cardinals in the sixth spot at 11 and 6 they are 11 and 6 and they are actually in the fifth spot so so that would have been first wild card so yeah so and then you last almost there yeah, last team on this one, I had San Francisco at 10 and 7 winning the third wild card spot. Um so in my early predictions, I had all four teams in the playoffs. Seattle was the only one that didn't make it. And I think I nailed all the records on those three. And What did you have the, the Niners, I'm sorry? You 10 and 7. Said. Yeah, so the Niners went 10 and 7, Cardinals went 11 and 6, Rams went 12 and 5. So yeah, you nailed all three of those. Okay. And that's what I had. Um, I actually, so I'll just explain San Francisco real quick because I know you're going to talk about it shortly. I know that they had a lot of injuries, which preferences probably a lot of expectations, but there's just something about Jimmy G and this offense I didn't think was quite there. Like they're a scary team in the playoffs coming up, mm-hmm. but I, I think that they aren't as, they're not as scary as people perceive them to be, if that makes any sense. Um, I like, I, I think that they may be stronger than, the Cardinals because they got playoff experience, but I don't, I don't fear San Francisco as much as I would fear another team in the NFC. If that makes any sense. I'm just, I just, for this season, I don't know what it was about San Francisco. I just wasn't very high on them. And I don't know, man, I just had to talk about that real quick just because, you know, I'm not a huge San Francisco fan to begin with, but I know that they had a lot of expectations because they had a lot of players coming back, but I don't know what the, what the um, fascination was with it. But I just didn't think that they were – I barely thought they were a playoff team, let alone, you know, one of those dangerous teams to worry about. But, you know, we'll see how they do against the Cowboys this weekend. So, Well, I thought the Niners were going to be um, awesome. I thought they were going to be 14-3. and three. I like Jimmy G. Now, I did preface it by saying if, if Jimmy G is healthy, they can be 14-3. and three. I was kind of going on a limb saying, I feel like he's going to be healthy this year. Obviously he was, and he got hurt two or three times this year. I don't remember how many times, but I know Trey Lance started a couple of games. So, um, you know, that can kind of do a little bit, but Trey Lance looked fine. Um, but overall I thought, you know, Debo Samuel, he was healthy. He was coming back. He had a really good year. Um, you know, I, I thought they were going to have Raheem Moster and it ended up being um, uh, Elijah Mitchell, some rookie that came out of nowhere. And uh, like the very end of like preseason where fantasy drafts were basically almost all of them were done. 
everyone was all of a sudden like, oh, Elijah Mitchell. And I was like, what the heck, man? I just drafted. I would have picked him up. Um, but he was really good. And then their defense did pretty solid. And I, I had predicted that their defense was going to be just fine, even without, even without Robert Sala. And uh, it seems like they were. Seemed like yeah. they, they did a really in good all, job. In all fairness, uh, you were hundred percent right on that defense. So, yeah, that was, that's about it, though. I, I like I said, I had them at fourteen and three. They went ten and seven. So, completely wrong on that one. Uh, the Rams, I had at twelve and five. I really like the Rams, but I even said on the podcast, I said I feel like Matthew Stafford. Even though, yes, everyone keeps saying, "Oh, it's the Lions. It's the Lions issue. It's the Lions issue." But Matthew Stafford, he's had a few games in Detroit where I felt like the Lions should have won, but he kind of just didn't do well. He just had these clunker games, and he exactly did that as I thought he was going to. So um, now 12-5 and is no record to be like, oh, well, they're awful. But going into the playoffs, you don't look at the Rams going, this is a dominant team. You kind of look at them going, if Matthew Stafford plays – um, you know, turnover free football, then they're they're phenomenal. But the issue is the last few weeks, he's been turning the ball over a lot, and they're barely squeaking out wins and they're losing games. They should they should have beat the Niners. They shouldn't have let the Niners in. That's I mean, that was my whole thing. Was I thought the Niners were gonna be so much better. They weren't. They had to win the game against the Rams. All the Rams had to do was win, and they had a better team than the Niners. They got kicked in the teeth, and they lost the game to the Niners with a lead. And that was the first loss that Sean McVay had a had a lead at halftime. Right. I, I forget the record, but he had some undefeated record uh, after leading at halftime, and they ended up losing. So that was the first loss. It was loss. like 45 45- if 45 wins to no losses at at that point, I think is what yeah. it was or something like that. Yeah. So um, then I had the Seahawks at 12 and five, as you did as well. Um, listen, you know, you can't predict Russell Wilson was going to get injured because he never got hit. And honestly, it was kind of a freak thing. It wasn't even that he got necessarily like creamed and like broke a rib or something. It was, he was going through his follow through and hit a helmet and, you know, snapped his hand basically. So, um, you know, that was kind of a fluke thing, but also the defense was really bad. Um, DK Metcalf really had a bad year this year. He, even with Russell Wilson, when he was playing, he wasn't having a great year. Tyler Lockett kind of took a step back. Uh, the run game was, was hurt when, uh, Chris Carson went down. So they had a lot of issues and, and I do feel like there is some friction between Pete Carroll and the Seahawks organization and also Russell Wilson. So, um, you know, I, I do think that uh, Seattle is going to be kind of going through maybe a rebuild uh, this year, this next year. So um, can't predict that. I thought the Seahawks were going to be fine. Uh, I, you know, I believed in Russell Wilson and a lot of people did. And obviously we were, we were wrong on that one. The Cardinals, I had at 10 and seven. So you have won this division, sir. Congratulations to you. Applause for for you fake i'll add it somehow i guess yeah, you can add it there you go <laughs> um i liked arizona i think i liked arizona better than you did yeah um i was very high on them but i was like i just have to keep it down because i don't know about cliff kings cliff kingsbury and 
I still don't know about Cliff Kingsbury, even though they're in the playoffs. They they look like they were going to run away with the NFC West division for a while. They look like it was going to be. I mean, they were undefeated until like week nine or something. Yeah. So they were they started off great, but they kind of had that that tail off and and they started losing some games that I, I don't think they should have lost. So, um, you know, I, I like Kyler Murray, um, but I think he kind of hasn't gotten better since last year. Like he still is really good, but he really hasn't taken a step forward in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I do think the injury with DeAndre Hopkins kind of did hurt. Um, obviously their defense kind of took uh blunders when uh, Chandler Jones and JJ Watt both went out. Uh, those are their two big pass rushers. So, you know, that kind of plays a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I really like Chase Edmonds this year and he had a really good year, but then he got hurt. James Connor came in and actually they really didn't miss him Pete. Um, so, you know, there were some really good things about the Cardinals and there's some really bad things going into this week with the Rams and Cardinals. And I know we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but it's kind of like who who's going to turn the ball over more because whoever does that is going to lose the game. And I know you can really say that about a lot of games, most games. But the fact of the matter is, is you really don't feel great about either of these teams, like just taking it and running with it. Like you kind of have to look at it and go, you know, Kyler Murray, he looks great, but he kind of turns the ball over. But so does Matthew Stafford and, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. We don't know. I don't think he is going to be playing. So that that's going to be a huge factor. Um, But, uh, you know, Cooper Cup, you got to know that they're going to go to Cooper Cup a lot. So, you know, they're probably going to double him. So can Odell step up a little bit more and, and get into that role? Because Odell's been great in the red zone for the Rams, but he really hasn't been a huge factor in just the overall passing game. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting, but uh, I really did like the Cardinals. I really like their defense. Um, they they just got a lot of injuries and they didn't finish well. So um, Cody, would you like to say a few words uh, winning winning the uh, NFL predictions game? I feel like this is redemption year for me. I redeemed myself in some fantasy leagues and then I redeemed myself in this prediction because last year, Lord knows, I wasn't even close to any of them. And this year, I was a little bit you more did your homework this year. That's why I know I finally studied. I did that. I did the one thing I didn't want to do. I actually read. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's take a break. We went really long. Sorry, folks. But when we come back, we're going to be talking about playoffs, Raiders, and head coaches. All right, guys, thank you for coming back. Uh, thank you for not, uh, you know, skipping through it, even though you probably did, but that's right. Anyway, um, Cody, let's let's start with, we're going to start with playoff games, but we're going to specifically talk about the Raiders and Bengals because this episode is going to be coming out on Saturday. We're recording this literally on Friday um, and um, at 1.30 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, so if you're listening to this today, Uh, The Raiders are going to be playing the Bengals. So this is going to be an interesting game. No one thought the Raiders were going to be in it. They ended up in it (laughs) Uh, after everything that they had went through. And we're not going to go over it again because you probably heard it a million times, uh, not only from us, but from everyone else. But uh, yeah, the Raiders are, uh, 
you know, no one saw them coming in. We didn't predict. I don't think really a lot of team or a lot of people predicted the Bengals even getting in it. And they did. So these are kind of a tale of two teams that really had some magic this year that they shouldn't have. Um, Joe Burrow, you know, I, I have, I said on here last week, I felt like he should be in the MVP talks, uh, Derek Carr as well. Um, I know a lot of people look at his like touchdown interception ratio and like, you know, 23 touchdowns, 14 picks, you know, that's not, that's not a recipe for an MVP, but what he had to overcome the passing yards that he had. And, you know, sometimes when you're in the red zone, you run it, you know, so, you know, that, that can be a factor just, just saying. And then uh, when you have uh, another option, a mobile quarterback that you kind of throw in every now and then with a wild card or wildcat, um, you know, with uh, Marcus Mariota, you can also uh, drum up some plays for him. So, you know, Derek Carr really had to throw his touchdowns outside of the red zone and you don't get too many of those, but um, with everything he had to overcome, I, I, I think he should absolutely be in MVP talks. Uh, I don't think he should win it, um, but I do think he should be at least in the conversation. Um, the Raiders defense has really stepped up and I know everyone wants to keep focusing on, they gave up all these fourth down plays. They gave up all these fourth down plays. Listen, they were on the field for 88 plays. 88. The defense was on the field for 88 plays. That is almost unheard of in this game, in the NFL. Like, you don't see that. And they were. And there was a lot of penalties going on. There was, it was just the defense was on the field for so long in that fourth quarter. Like, of course, they're going to give up some plays. Now, they did good first through third down. But in the fourth down, they just kind of got a little lax, like, oh, we don't, we don't really have to give up. We can give a little bit of space. And they gave up too much space. Now, that kind of goes to show you a little bit how young this defense is, and they are. Um, you know, Divine Diablo, who is a rookie, he's done really well, and he looks like he's going to be starting again th- uh, this week. You know, he's still learning. Um, Trayvon Morig. Uh, our, our rookie safety, you know, he's still learning, but he's been actually really good this year. Casey Hayward, man, where would we be without, without this guy, man? Like he has been such a solid cornerback. I, I was, I couldn't have been more happy for him when he picked off Justin Herbert. I thought that was so awesome. Um, you know, uh, uh, Faison, who was also a former charger, um, he was a practice squad at the beginning of the year. We had so many injuries, you know, the whole Arnett thing, uh, Mullen uh, being out. He really stepped up and, and really just made a solid job. And then Nate Hobbs came out of nowhere. He's also a rookie. And I know you and I, we were like, why the heck did we draft Nate Hobbs? Now we see. Now we understand why. Because <laughs> he's been really solid as well. And then Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, just phenomenal this year. Phenomenal. Uh, Max Crosby getting a, a second team all pro uh, selection. So congratulations to him. Well-deserved. Um, you know, uh, I, I forgot who the first team was, but uh, like I saw a lot of Raider fans like he should have been first team. And I was like, I don't know. If you look at the list of the first team uh, pass rushers, they had a really good year. So it's kind of hard to put him over them, but he was really good. He, he deserved First or second team. I honestly, I really don't care. I'm just glad that he got that recognition. So 
congratulations to him and also Daniel Carls. Daniel Carlson got second team. AJ Cole got first team. So congratulations to him. Uh, you know, number one punter and what number two kicker, I guess. So, um, you know, our special teams is solid. <laughs> Always is. Only the special yeah. teams. <laughs> we used to have Shane Leckler and Sebastian Janikowski. Now we have Daniel Carlson and AJ Cole. Love it. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, this is this is going to be an interesting game because like I had said uh, earlier in this podcast, the Bengals, out of all the teams in the playoffs, they have the worst offensive line. I don't even think it's debatable. This is a really bad offensive line. Joe Burrow has been hit so many times. Now, it's helped that Joe Mixon's actually had a pretty good year, so you kind of don't really notice it, and Joe Burrow has you know thrown a lot of touchdowns, but it helps when you have a guy like Jamar Chase, like a T. Higgins, like a Tyler Boyd, who can literally go anywhere and catch the football. Um, and then Mixon can get thrown into the uh, the pass game as well. So this is a very talented Bengals team. And I think a lot of people are picking the Bengals because of their offense. But honestly, the Bengals defense isn't that great. When the Raiders saw the Bengals earlier this year, we still hadn't gotten that chemist, that team chemistry. And I feel like the last four weeks, We've grown on our team chemistry. We've grown on, like, after that Chargers game, I really feel like the Raiders really looked at their team and go, we can do this. We sh- we deserve to be here. And I feel like a lot of people were looking at the Raiders, oh, they got lucky, you know, whatever. Say what you will, to win four straight games in the NFL is freaking ridiculous. It doesn't happen often, okay? Whether you think so or not, it doesn't. Four, a four-game win streak is hard enough. A two-game win streak is hard enough, okay? These NFL teams have the best of the best players on their team. So you have to be on top of your game. I know everyone wants to throw out, oh, look at the, look at the quarterbacks that they face. Look at the teams that they face the last four weeks. To win four games in the NFL is hard. It's hard. And, and that's, that's all you need to know. It's hard. And so them winning four games at the end of the year, when all the, the, a few of the teams that we had faced were in a playoff hunt and we are too. And we win those games. We deserve to be here. This is not going to be uh, like, I, I, I mean, I think there is a chance that the Bengals can blow us out. I don't think it will. I think there is a chance because we are in a short week. We had the last game. It was an emotional game. It was an intense game. The Bengals basically sat most of their their starters there the last week. But that could also mean that the Bengals are going to come off a little slow, a little sluggish, and the Raiders can take advantage of that and uh, make it a game real quick. So it'll it'll be interesting. Uh, Cody, I mean, what are your thoughts on this game? So one of the things I'm a little concerned with for the Raiders is obviously they as, as it's common knowledge, they do play in Vegas. They play inside. Um, in Cincinnati, it's going to be freezing and potential snowing come Saturday on game day. So, you know, we got to have the weather elements. And that, then it becomes uh, who takes care of the ball better? Who do you trust in the run game? Do you trust Mixon carrying the ball or do you trust Jacobs? Jacobs has been injured, but, you know, he can turn the ball over sometimes. And Mixon... Yeah at times can be really, um, you know, uh, careless with the football as well. But yeah. 
you know, you have Sam, uh, I think his name is Purine. That's uh, behind Samaj so P. Ryan P. Ryan, who's behind Mixon, who doesn't fumble very often, and he's a bigger back, so that's a lot harder yeah. for a guy to to bring down in a cold weather game. And where we have Peyton Barber, who takes care of the football, but is he in between the tackles like he used to be in Dallas? Probably not as much anymore now that he's a little bit older. But you know, I definitely see the Raiders are going to have to grind this one out. Um, I got to be honest. I'm not trying to say that we will win this game. I don't want to make it sound like I have every faith in the world that we will, because chances are we, we won't win this game. I mean, um, Cincinnati has, you know, two players that had each a thousand yards in receiving. And one of them had 14 touchdowns. The other one had six. And then their, you know, their third receiver had nearly a thousand yards and five touchdowns all by himself. And, you know, was essentially the number one receiver for that team just two seasons ago. And now he's considered the third receiver, even though he can probably be a number one receiver on the majority of NFL teams. And, you know, I say that because the Raiders have Hunter Winfro, who broke the single uh, season, single season record for receptions. And, uh, and I believe it was touchdown. No, it wasn't touchdowns, just receptions for the Raiders. And really, that's pretty much it. Darren Waller didn't really get acclimated in the game with the Chargers, so we got to find a way to get him the ball. Um, Our defense is going to be something that's pivotal. With that poor Bengals offensive line, we've got to find a way to get Crosby and Gakwe and any other pressure we can to Burrow so that way we can um, get him to turn the ball over. And that'll be really tough because we've never seen Burrow in the playoffs, but we've also never seen Carr in the playoffs. So We'll see how each of them rise to the occasion. Um, I think it'll be a lot closer than it was last game, but even in the last time we faced them, it's the score showed that it was a blowout, but really it was a lot closer. It just slipped away towards the end, and we just couldn't uh, we couldn't catch up. So we'll see how the Raiders do. They've got an uphill battle with an emotional week, kind of coming off of a shorter week, going on the road. But, I mean like what you said last week that I'll echo is even if we didn't make the playoffs, this was a, this was a win for us in this season, just morally and emotionally, it was a win to be able to go through all the adversity and to be on top in our way to where we, you know, where we're in the position we are now. And now we beat the chargers. We're in the playoffs. And again, it's a win from here on out just because of what we went through. And, um, you know what the season means. So I'm going to, I unfortunately, if I had to give a prediction, I'm going to probably say that the Bengals probably do squeak one out against us. It's going to be a close loss, but I, I think that our magic is going to run out, but I, I don't think that the Raiders will go quietly into that good night. And I think that they will play them hard. And I wouldn't be surprised if it, it was a close game because of the weather and it turned into more of a ground and pound game. And if that's the case, I really like the Raiders' chances because of our offensive line. I I like their offensive line slightly better than the Bengals just because of our coaching. But, you know, again, they have a lot more offensive weapons. So, you know, it just takes one junk play to get some yardage and change field position. And our defense just has to make sure that we, you know, we, you know, don't let any big plays get behind us and we stand strong, bend but don't break. And, you know, it's going to be a team effort. We can't put it on one person's back. It's going to be the whole team and all three phases of the game. So one thing I will say, I'm going to pick the Raiders in this. And 
<clears throat> you can call me crazy and, and that's fine. Uh, maybe it's just recency bias and I'm okay with that. We don't know how healthy Joe Burrow is. I know he was a full participant at practice, but that doesn't mean that he's fully healthy. It just means that they, they practice some full, <laughs> fully, no matter what. Um, he looked like he got hurt the last like, drive that he had uh, in the regular season. So we'll see how that goes for him. Um, and then also, um, I think if this game is cold, exactly what you were saying is if it's ground and pound, I think the Raiders really have a good chance. Cause not only is, you know, Josh Jacobs, um, you know, going to benefit from that, but I think Jalen Richard, uh, especially last week really showed that, Hey, he, he might be the, the second running back now, you know, Peyton Barber might be taking that third spot. Um, and the other thing was, is our draft pick, Alex Leatherwood. He's been a lot better. And where did he come from? He came from Alabama. And what does Alabama do better than most schools? They run the football. They produce all these running backs. What was Alex Leatherwood probably really good at? Oh, that's right. It was run blocking. And you've seen the more that they've incorporated the run game, the better the Raiders have looked. And I think that is it. It helps Alex Leatherwood, first of all, not only uh, doing the run blocking, but I think now it, it makes him feel more uh, confident in the pass protection. Colton Miller has been absolutely solid. Everyone forgets we were supposed to have Richie Incognito right next to Miller. He's been out all year. And, <laughs> um, you know, John Simpson has done a really good job over there. Um, who came from Clemson, who they know how to pass. They knew how to run. So he's getting better. Andre James has been actually really good as the center. Uh, and then you had, you know, Denzel Good, who had a couple of injuries. Uh, but he's, he's um, um, I think he's, I think he's going to be coming back or he's still out. I'm not quite remembering that. But, um, you know, the, the offensive line is getting, healthier and they're getting more confident and i think that's a huge huge thing right now uh that the raiders need so um i really am i really and honestly this is what i look at most people would pick joe burrow as the better quarterback i'm gonna pick Derek carr why because i think not only has his leadership shown but his game management is better than Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow still will throw it wherever. And I think in the playoffs, you really can't do that. I know we're looking at the Raiders going, their secondary isn't that great, but I think they're actually better than what a lot of people think. And I just feel like because of everyone seeing all the fourth downs that the Chargers were converting, I feel like a lot of people are like, well, yeah, I mean, the Raiders are going to give up so many. But I really think the Raiders are a lot smarter than what everyone's thinking. Listen, they're going to probably double Jamar Chase. They're not going to let Jamar Chase destroy them like the Chiefs let them let him do. They're not going to let that happen. I mean, they would be stupid too. Okay, T. Higgins, they're probably if they're going to double Jamar Chase, they're probably going to put Hayward on Higgins. So Higgins is still a young receiver. Yeah, he might be a little more athletic, but Hayward is going to know how to deal with him. And then you have Tyler Boyd. That's going to be the outlier. Can Nate Hobbs really pick it up? Or is he going to be kind of struggling? So that's going to be interesting to see. I would I would probably put 
Boyd is the victor on that one. Um, and then uh, our defensive line is better than the Bengals' offensive line. I'm saying it now. And Carr's going to have more time than Joe Burrow will. And so, to me, overall, I think the Raiders are going to win this. I think the Raiders have a slightly better defense than the Bengals in this instance because the defensive line is better than their offensive line. And so, for me, I always look at quarterback, defense, head coach. Um, I think Carr wins this one. I think the Raiders' defense wins this one. And I would give it to Zach Taylor just because he's had a little bit more head coaching experience than Rich Visaccia. And two out of one goes to the Raiders. So I'm picking the Raiders. Really hope right, you're Cody. right, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Cody. So let's let's look at some of the other games. We're not going to take as long on those. Um, so, Cody, keep that in mind because I know I know you. <laughs> I'll keep my answers short. <laughs> yeah. Um so uh let, let's think let's let's go to the AFC, then we'll go to the NFC. Um so one of the games we have the Pittsburgh Steelers, Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh it's gonna be in KC. Um, who do you have? Um fortunately and unfortunately, I've got the Chiefs moving on. Um I think Big Ben has really <laughs> kind of told on himself the last couple of weeks, just why his, <laughs> you know, you know, practice interviews just, yeah. you know, I mean, I know that everyone knows that the Steelers are probably not going to win, but I didn't think Big Ben would say it out loud. But then again, he reminds me of that guy that put in his two week notice and I don't care. Like I'm, I'm done in a few weeks, man. What does it matter? I don't, I don't yeah. care. What are you going to do? That's yeah. what it reminds me of. But that doesn't mean to say that the Steelers aren't a dangerous team. I mean, Najee Harris is a very good running back. Yeah. Um, I know he's a rookie, but gosh, man, he is electric. He's very yeah. good pass catcher, very quick between the tackles, shifty. I mean, it's really hard to stop him um, if he gets past you. Um, and then also they got Deontay Johnson. Uh, and they got Claypool. If he can k- just keep his head in the game. They, I mean, they've got a pretty decent offense and, I would even say if the defense is somewhat healthy and they, you know, play up to their Pittsburgh standards, they could cause some problems. Um, yeah. You know, the chiefs are dealing with an injury with Tyreek Hill. So I know that he didn't play very much in the last game of the season, but you know, they could have just been putting him on a pitch count, so to speak, just to keep him kind of, you know, healthy for this playoff game. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has made some questionable throws all season and he hasn't really protected the ball as much as we would like him to do. But, you know, it's the playoffs now. It's a whole different season, it feels like. And also, too, the Chiefs defense week over week has kind of gotten stronger. And I say that in a way, not because they have a scary secondary, but the way that they pressure you, um, you know, they get you to make bad mistakes. And what does uh, Big Ben do all the time? Makes bad mistakes. So (laughs) I think that the Chiefs are going to take this one. I would say it's going to be relatively close, but, you know, if it – turns into a blowout where the chiefs are up 50 and Steelers are just basically junk at time. I would not be surprised on that either, but I got the chiefs moving on in this game. Uh, yeah, I have the chiefs winning too. Uh, I, even though I am going to root for the Steelers and I do think the Steelers, I think the chiefs are like a 13 and a half point favorite. Um, and I think it's going to be closer than, than that. I really do. I know the chiefs like destroyed them the last time, but listen, I thought, 
the Ravens were going to put up a few more points. They had so many chances and they just couldn't get it done. And you just kind of forget how good that Steelers defense really is. And uh, I think the last time the Chiefs and Steelers played, I think uh, TJ Watt got hurt in the middle of it. And that's when Mm -hmm. they started kind of like whooping their butt. So um, I I do believe that this game is going to be a little different than than the last time, especially as a playoff game. And Ben Roethlisberger has been here, done that. Mm -hmm. So I do feel like he's going to be a little bit better than what he has been. Um, But, you know, I don't, it doesn't mean I trust him. I'm just saying he's been there. So he's not going to be as dumb with the football. Uh, You know, Deontay Johnson, he's going to be a tough uh, cover. Uh, Chase Claypool, um, he actually uh, ran a touchdown in, and I believe he caught one too. Um, But, um, or last week's against the Ravens. So um, he's going to be, he's going to be a big factor. He's going to have to have a, a fairly decent game and, Honestly, if we're being truthful, the Chiefs really don't have a guy, um, I would say, tall enough to cover Claypool. So they do need to use that to their advantage. And Fryermuth, the tight end for the Steelers, really had a good, he was the only reliable receiver uh, against the Ravens. I mean, it seemed like Johnson and Claypool couldn't really get open except for a couple of plays and Fryermuth. I mean, even when he was covered, he was catching. I mean, he was like a vacuum man. He was just <laughs> catching everything. It was really, really impressive. So I hope he has another game like that. But I do feel like Mahomes has gotten a lot better uh, since he was um, kind of struggling earlier in the year. Um, they do have uh, no um, Edwards Elaire, so that could be a factor, but. To be honest, Kelsey has looked a lot better um, all year. He's kind of been struggling with an injury, um, but he's looked a lot better and better over the weeks. So I feel like he's going to be good. Tyreek Hill, he really had, I mean, he's been kind of quiet this year. I mean, he still had a really, uh, uh, you know, a productive year. I mean, if you had him in fantasy, you didn't really see a lot of difference, but, um, you know, he wasn't putting up 40 burgers every, every week. So mm-hmm. uh, that is a little different, but overall, I do feel like the Chiefs are going to struggle to move the ball a bit with the running game, so they're going to have to rely on the passing game. Really, the two receivers that the Chiefs rely on are Kelsey and Hill. They haven't been fantastic this year. They've been they've been good, um, and you can't really rely on Pringle or Hardman or uh, you know Robinson. I forget the other receivers they have, but um, they Gordon. haven't all been, huh? Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's been so productive. Uh, so, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see, but I, I, I just, I feel like the chiefs are the better team overall. Uh, but I do think the Steelers do have a fighter's chance. So I'll, I'll give yep. them that. Um, all right, Cody. So we'll go into the new England Patriots, Buffalo bills game. Who do you think is going to win? If I'm not mistaken, this is going to be in Buffalo. So it is. I've got the bills in this one just based on home field. And also too, Mac Jones is a rookie. I know that comes from Bama. Bama loves to win. Um, You know, the Patriots have a pretty good offensive line. So the bills are going to have to find an answer for that. But I think that the bills defense being able to confuse a rookie quarterback, Josh Allen with his feet, with his arm is electric. Um, Stefan Diggs, um, host of other kind of complimentary players with that. I think the Bills are the team that is going to come out on top. I think it'll be a close game, though, but ultimately I think the Bills are going to come out on top. And I would say don't – I mean, Patriots are coming. 
They've got a hell of a running team uh, with both uh, Stevenson and with uh, Damian Harris. They're a scary team. Mac Jones is only going to get better. This offense, just with some no-name receivers, is really, really good. But uh, ultimately, I think the Bills are going to take this one and move on. Yeah, I agree. I think the Bills are going to win. it. It's supposed to be like zero degrees in Buffalo. <laughs> so, um, And I know a lot of people are going to argue, well, the Patriots are used to it too. Yes. But the thing is, Mac Jones is a rookie, first of all. Second of all, he came from Alabama, which doesn't get zero degrees in Alabama. Okay? So not only is he a rookie, he's kind of started to fall off a little bit. He was looking really good in the beginning and kind of started the wheels – started coming off a little bit for Mac Jones and it's going to be really cold. They're going to have to rely on the run game, which they have a good running game. I'm not saying they don't, but I feel like the bills are going to be well-equipped for this game. And I do think Devin Singletary, the way he has played the last what two, three weeks, he's going to continue that because um, I do know the Patriots are going to probably try and shut him down, but mainly shut down Stefan Diggs. Um, and I think they will be successful because when Bill Belichick gets it in his mind that he's going to shut someone down, he's going to shut them down. He doesn't <laughs> fail on that. Yeah. So um, I think if you're looking at it from a perspective of, oh, they're going to, you know, they're going to, sh- they're, you know, Stefan Diggs is going to digs. Nah, probably not. Okay. And if it's that cold, they're not really going to throw it as much. Now, will the Bills throw it more than the Patriots? Yes. Now I know, and again, we could also look at, oh, well, the Patriots had that one game, um, that one game where uh, they ran, they threw the ball three times. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, but I don't think that happens again. I really don't. And you, you cannot win. I really don't think you can win a playoff game like that. And I don't think it's going to snow. I just think it's going to be really cold. So that's going to be another factor. So they are going to throw it a little bit more. And I think the Bills have gotten into their groove uh, at the right time. And so I do feel like the Bills are going to win this. Do I think the Patriots could possibly pull out a victory? I do, because these are division rivals. So there is that factor, and you never want to see a rival in the playoffs. So I I pick the Bills in in this one. So, uh, Cody, let's go to the NFC playoffs. Um, we We already talked about the Raiders and Bengals, so we won't go there. Um, the Buccaneers and Eagles, who do you have and why? I've got the Buccaneers. I think, uh, I think the Bucks are built for this. They're getting back, uh, uh, pretty prominent defensive players from IR. They're getting, uh, uh, Leonard Fournette, which I think is huge for their run game. Uh, you know, they got Mike Evans back. Who's going to be a big help. Ron Gunkowski is still healthy. So that's another great pass catcher for, Tom Brady. I just feel like the Bucks have the most experience and the Eagles, their offense from what I've seen is yes, it's, it's okay, but they haven't found their identity yet. They don't know what they are. I don't think their run game is going to show up. I think the Buccaneers will have a pretty good game plan to halt the run game. And then they're going to dare Jalen hurts to beat them with his arm. And I don't think he will. I think he'll make some turnovers and he's going to show his inexperience, but um, I think the Buccaneers are going to win this one. It'll be a close game, though, because I think the Eagles' defense will give Tom Brady problems uh, in terms of pressure. But I think ultimately, I think the Buccaneers will come out on top towards the end of the game. I think they'll pull away and and win. But uh, I I don't think the Eagles really have a a hope in hell. So <laughs> the Buccaneers are eight and a half point favorites, and um, 
I honestly don't think it's going to be that big of a, of a point differential. I do think that the Eagles defense has actually been a lot better than what we thought it was going to be. Uh, Jalen Hurts, you were on it. You thought he was going to be actually pretty, pretty good. Maybe not great, but I mean, you thought he was going to at least serve as the starter all year long. I wasn't so sure. And um, he's done really well. He, he's been good. I mean, obviously him running does help. Um, so there is that factor, but honestly, what I've noticed with the Eagles and I think why they're going to lose is they don't really have the receipt. Like Devonte Smith has been up and down. He's had really good games where you're just like, Oh, they got their guy. But then there's been games where you're like, where the heck is he? Like, yeah. did he play today? Was he injured? Oh, he is playing. Oh, okay. They're just not giving it to him. Apparently, um, you know, Dallas Goddard is probably going to be the most, dependable receiver who which is not a bad thing but you kind of need like two guys and with the buccaneers as depleted as they are at receiver with obviously the antonio brown not being there and then chris godwin being out um you know mike evans but you have gronk right and tom brady when he has that he's he's gonna use it so Fournette coming back i don't think is as big of a of a deal that a lot of people are making it because i think the eagles are really good at stopping the run and I do think they have a good secondary. So I don't think the Buccaneers are just going to be putting up like 30, 40 points. I think it's going to be a little bit lower scoring, maybe like no, probably like 24, you know, 24, 17 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it will be a, an interesting game to say, like maybe even 24, 20, because honestly the Buccaneers defense hasn't been great and their offense hasn't been great uh, the last few weeks. I mean, they almost lost to the Jets. Uh, they got lucky that all of a sudden, you know, Tom Brady was like, oh, we're losing to the Jets. Oh, Antonio Brown left. I better show up. And so <laughs> they ended up doing that. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's something is off with the Buccaneers. I don't know what, but I don't see them losing to the Eagles. But I do think, again, there is that chance of an upset, but I, don't, I just don't yeah. think it's going to be with this. Yeah. Um, so we have the 49ers and the Cowgirl, uh, Cowboys. Excuse me. Cody, who do you have winning and why? Well, I know some would consider this an upset, but I'm going to say the Cowboys are going to move on. Um, I think their offense is going to find a rhythm because, I mean, they've got Tony Pollard. They've got Ezekiel Elliott. I I think that Dak will show up under pressure and he will get Amari Cooper involved, CeeDee Lamb. Uh, I was going to say Michael Gallup, but he's out. Um, Wilson, I think they'll get involved, uh, uh, you know, Baldwin. I think that they're going to get all their, all their guys involved. And I think their defense, cause it's really hard to throw on digs. Micah Parsons is a hell of a pass rusher. And I think, I think the Cowboys are going to find a way and get all this energy and they're going to come out on top against the 49ers. I also think the 49ers are just going to get in their own way. They're going to get too cute or I I wouldn't I I can totally see this happening. They're going to have a lead and then they're going to blow that lead cuz again, Kyle Shanahan and I think then the Cowboys are going to come out on top and move on. So, I know that some will probably say this is an upset cuz a lot of people have 49ers higher than the Cowboys and the Cowboys are only in cuz of a poor division but really don't deserve to be there because 
you know, you, you had them at nine and eight in your predictions and they probably would be at nine and eight if they played every team that was above 50%, <laughs> you know, uh, above 500, but because they played some loser of teams, you know, of course, that's why they have, they had the record that they have, but ultimately I think the Cowboys are going to move on. Um, how close it is. I don't know. I would say in the, in the thirties for both teams, but I think the Cowboys will squeak by and move on to the next round. I'll say this. The Cowboys are three point favorites in this game. Um, obviously it's in Dallas and, um, after last week's game against the Eagles, a lot of people are high on the Cowboys. It can go one of two ways. If Dak Prescott is on it like he was last week, I don't think the Niners have enough firepower defensively to stop it. And I don't think they had the firepower offensively to keep up with it. I think they can for a little while. But what the Niners have to do is they have to control time of possession. And the way to do that is they have to get the ball first in the first quarter. I know that kind of sounds like, what? But really, you get you get the first kickoff. Even if you win it, you receive it. The way you're going to do that is you're going to run the football like you have on every other team this year at 49ers. Throw in Debo Samuel. Throw in Elijah Mitchell. Mix it up. Get those runs going. Throw in Trey Lance. Have some run plays. Have some pass plays for him as well. That way the Cowboys are guessing. If you do that, you're going to win this game because the Cowboys – are not good with bully ball. They cannot deal with it. They're not a good physical, beat you up, you know, bloody, muddy, snowy type game. They can't do that. Okay. Trayvon Diggs, as you mentioned, he's been really good, but he's been only really effective when he's getting those interceptions. Now, he's been really good at coverage. But he hasn't been the best cornerback. And last few weeks, he's actually been a little suspect. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been as good as, as what he started out to be. And again, exactly what I what you were saying earlier, you got tape on him. So it kind of helps when you have a little bit more tape to kind of figure out what a guy can do and what he cannot do. So I say all that, but I do think the Niners are going to control this game. I think they've learned how to control games. And I think the way that Jimmy G beat the Rams last week was very impressive to say the least. They were down to a talented offensive team. Does it help that Stafford was turning the ball over? Yes, of course. But the Rams were actually running the ball really well. It wasn't like they didn't have any kind of success. It was just a couple of turnovers here and the Niners were right back in it. And I think the Niners, if they control the game, they're going to be fine. The Cowboys, on the other hand, they're going to have to get Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and uh, probably Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott is going to have to get over 50 rushing yards to even have a chance to win this game. Because if they have no run game and they only have to rely on the pass game, it's going to be an issue. Yes, they have Tony Pollard, but Tony Pollard works because Ezekiel Elliott also is there. So you kind of have a two-pack system if only one is working it's not going to be as effective and that's my that's what i think but i do think the niners are going to control this game i think debo samuel the way he's playing and jimmy g the way he finished the year i think they're going to win this game i think it's going to be an upset for the 49ers 
All right, Cody. Last game. Cardinals, Rams. Who do you got? Um, in short, I've got the Rams beating the Cardinals. And actually, I'm going to use a formula that someone wise once taught me. I'm going to look at the quarterback. <laughs> I'm going to look at the defense. I'm going to look at the coach. Oh, Who sure. do I trust more in Stafford or, or um, Murray? I like Stafford, and I know he's a turnover machine. Yeah. I'm going to say that right now. He's a 100% turnover machine. Whether it's uh, interceptions, which he prominently does, or fumbling because, you know, the way he holds the ball before he throws, problematic. But I trust him more because he has more experience in the league. And I find that the receivers that he has with Odell Beckham, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Phelan, whoever, Tyler Higby, I feel like he has a better uh, rapport with all of them than Murray yeah. does with his receivers, especially with Murray not even having DeAndre Hopkins and probably won't even have him in this game. I know that there's rumors that he might come back in a deep playoff run, but he probably won't be available for this game. So that's going to be tough for uh, Murray to come over. But I like Stafford in this situation because of the weapons that he has. And plus, good luck stopping Cooper Cup. I'm just going to stop it right there. We're not even talking about <laughs> Odell Beckham. Just yeah. talking about Cooper Cup. That's going to be a hard, hard player to stop. And I look yeah. at the defense. I, I've never been a believer on the Cardinals defense. Um, I think we talked about it when we said, who do we like in the NFC and AFC midseason? And I know that you mentioned the Cardinals. I, the reason why I can't buy into the Cardinals is because one, their head coach still has too much inexperiences along with that whole team because it's extremely young. And that defense, I don't really trust that defense. I know Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt have come and given a veteran presence. And that defense is very, very good. But I think they're not going to be able to – I don't think they're going to be able to stop all the weapons that the Rams have. And I think the Rams eventually will get into a lead, run the ball, and they're going to beat up on this defense. And they're going to tire them out to where it's a methodical beatdown and I'm not going to say a blowdown in a, in, a, in that kind of a way, but I really think that the Rams are going to just assert their dominance on them when it matters the most. And you're going to see a, a, a Sean McVay who's extremely prepared, ready for this moment because you know they want to get back to the Super Bowl. They want to make a deep playoff run. And I think that passion is going to ooze over into the rest of the team, and they are just going to just get right past the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals, if they stay together – for a season and learn from this experience are going to be super dangerous next year. But in my opinion is they peaked at week nine. They finally came down to earth, but I don't think that they're as good as a team as what they were perceived earlier. I think they're extremely talented, but I don't know if they know how to use it all quite yet. And then I'm going to look at the head coach. Who do you want? You want Sean McVay or, or Kingsbury? I want Sean McVay all day, every day, twice on Sunday. So I'm just going to leave it at that. That's why I think that the Rams are going to get past the Cardinals. It's going to be a very good game. Don't get me wrong. But I think the Rams are going to be moving on, and Cardinals are going to be sitting in the offseason getting better, and everyone in the AFC, in the NFC better be on notice because they're going to be hungry come next year. So, Yeah, um, you know, I'm going, to, I'm going to pick the Rams in this one. And for a while I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, the Cardinals have kind of gotten the best of the Rams um, a couple of times. But with with the DeAndre Hopkins thing in, in kind of in the air, first of all, even if he does come back, I don't think he's going to be 
Um, and really I know that most guys are not going to be, but especially coming off an injury that does kind of matter. Um, and I think you put Jalen Ramsey on, a kind of maybe 75% DeAndre Hopkins, Ramsey's going to get him all day. Um, and, um, I don't feel bad about that. Um, you know, the, the run games for both teams have actually been really good is exactly what I said earlier. I, I think it's going to be depending on the turnover game. And I just, I trust Stafford more because he is a veteran and he actually has been in playoff games um, or playoff game, um, but he has been there. He kind of knows a little bit of what to expect. Maybe not recently, but uh, Kyler Murray, he's still a young quarterback. He's still developing. And like I said, he hasn't really gotten much better that like he was last year. Um, he's kind of the same guy. And if you really exactly what I had said earlier too, if you don't have a lot of change in the NFL, um, it's actually bad for you. It's not, it doesn't, you know, it's not one of those, if it ain't fixed, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of a thing. It's you want to fix it before it gets broken. And that's kind of the way the NFL runs. And so to me, Kyler Murray hasn't taken a step forward. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, that issue there. J.J. Watt's coming back. Chandler Jones should be back too. So that helps. Um, but you look on the other side, like, you know, you got Aaron Donald who's going strong. Jalen Ramsey, uh, you know, I, I don't think I need to say anything else about that defense. It's ridiculous. So mm-hmm. um, I just think that the uh, the Rams are are going to be the better team. And exactly what you said too, Sean McVay or Cliff, Kling, Cliff Kingsbury, I'm going to take Sean McVay because uh, McVay has been consistent throughout the years versus uh, Cliff Kingsbury, who kind of seems to start off really well and kind of tails off at the end, especially when he did this year. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick the Rams and I don't think I need to discuss more than that. All right, Cody, uh, let's go real quick um, on these. Um, we have the head coaching carousel that's happening. Uh, so the latest, David Culley, the, who was the head coach of the Texans, was fired. Yeah, Vic Fangio. Obviously, we heard about Urban Meyer. Uh, it's up in the air. Well, I mean, I guess John Gruden. So we don't know, you know, Rich Basaccia. He might not be there. He might be there. We don't know yet. Um, let's see. Yeah, Brian Flores, who was released, which was... Surprise. Insane. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, Joe Judge of the Giants. Joe Judge, did I say Vic Fangio? You did. And then there's Matt Nagy of Chicago, Mike Zimmer of Minnesota. Yes. So a lot of coaching going Mm -hmm. bye-bye. You know, the Brian Flores thing to me was so surprising. Um, And he's going to get another job. Uh, It's no question. It's just a question of where. Where does he want to go? I actually just saw right now um that he actually interviewed at uh at houston so i mean why you would want to go from <laughs> why you would want to go from miami to houston i'm not sure obviously it wasn't his decision but i you know flores could get a better job but i think he might just be doing his due diligence who knows but uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't have even taken that interview to be honest right now. Um, but um, 
I mean, what was, I don't know, to you, I mean, I guess I can probably guess the Brian Flores thing to you was the most surprising, but kind of what were your thoughts on on some of these coaches being fired? Well, I, I mean, yeah, just Brian Flores is probably the biggest surprise to be let go. Um, it's unfortunate. He's an extremely good coach. What he did in Miami, I don't know how you look at that and say, no, you're not the guy, because he turned that joke of a franchise and he started turning it around to where, they had a playoff berth last year. They were on the verge of one this year and took basically Tua, who had no confidence and gave him some. And you saw Tua progress. And I don't think that, I don't think there's no doubt that that was Brian Flores. You know, I look at some of these teams and I, I just think of like what, which spot is best set up for them. And, you know, if you're just some new up and coming head coach or, you know, you look at, people like uh, Kellen Moore, Brian Leftwich, uh, you know, uh, Todd Boyle, uh, uh, Todd Bowles, Todd Bowles. Thank you. Um, and you know, fill in whatever coordinator that's probably going to take over one of these head coachings. And I think which one is probably the most attractive that I would want because maybe they're just one piece away from being competitive. And I got to say, I'm on the fence between the Denver Broncos and you're going to laugh at this, but I would probably say, um, I'd probably say Chicago. And the reason why is because Chicago, you have a defense that's pretty strong. You got Justin yeah. Fields who just needs some offensive mind to get him understanding NFL football, understanding NFL defenses. And really like that offense is still really good. With if they can keep a lot of pieces intact and maybe get another offensive lineman to help, you know, when it comes to your RPOs. Um, in Denver, I mean, it's scary to say because they're in our division, so I don't want to give them a reason to get better. But <laughs> you know, you have a phenomenal core in wide receivers, you have a pretty average to above average offensive lineman that just really needs a couple of young pieces to be a little bit more threatening. You have an up-and-coming running back, Jamal Williams, that really showed out, and a defense that's super stout. And if you can get, you know, again, some DBs that are some lockdowns that are coming up in the draft, and you get a quarterback, first off, you need a quarterback, number one. But, you know, if whoever this head coach is could convince the organization to go for, like, a Deshaun Watson or, you know, what's another quarterback that's in turmoil with whatever their team is and just grab them. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, imagine it. Imagine if if Denver can get one of those two, no, there, I know we don't want to think about it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to imagine it, but if that happened and then they had a head coach, like Brian Flores walks into the building with those options, it's a scary, it's going to be a scary day. But Mm -hmm. I think those are the two teams where I see are most ready for coaches. Um, Some of these other teams like New York needs a quarterback. And there's too many question marks with their offense as well. Miami, can you trust two along forward Houston? What's happening with Watson uh, Jags? You have Lawrence, but who else are you going to get attracted in the draft to be an offensive weapon? My or uh, not Miami, Minnesota. You've got an injury prone uh, Dalvin cook and a really terrible contract in cousins. You have to inherit. So what do you want to do with that? So I like Chicago or Denver to be the two hot spots that in my opinion, if I was a head coach, those were, those would be the two spots I'd target. Um, you know, for us, for a shot. Yeah. Um, a lot of these coaches being fired, it kind of made sense. Honestly, the David Culley thing, um, I'm not surprised because I did feel like at the beginning of the year, he was just going to be one and done. I felt like it was just kind of a bridge guy. 
Um, and that's ended up that ended up being what it was. Um, but um, I do feel like he did deserve another year after what he had to go through. I mean, mm-hmm. Davis Mills, no one thought he was going to be. He and he was really good. I mean, for what they needed him to be, he was actually pretty good. Um, so, you know, no Deshaun Watson. I mean, he was the he was the life preserver of the Texans. And it was obvious because look at what happened when he wasn't there. So, um, but, um, you know, Brian Flores, he should not have been fired. Vic Fangio, I was kind of like, I don't know. He might still hold it, but I don't think he was a really good head coach. I think he was just a better defensive coordinator and uh, he might get another shot at it. I don't know, but, um, you know, I think he's kind of proven he's a better coordinator, just like Matt Nagy prove that i think he's a better offensive coordinator than a head coach so um most of these guys who got fired uh which you know a couple more can could happen at any time um but um you know i don't think the whole chicago thing is completely insane um i like because you have a young quarterback that you can build on um exactly what you said the defense is is stacked so you don't have to worry about that so you just got to get a couple of weapons, maybe a, a receiver, like you said, offensive line, uh, maybe get an, another reliable running back who can kind of have a one-two punch with Montgomery. So, you know, a few things that you can that you can do. Um, but I I would say I would argue, yeah, I would say yes, of course I agree with you. The um, um, oh man, I'm drawing a blank. Not because I have the Bears on my mind now. Um, what was the team that you said that you liked? Oh, the Broncos. The Broncos, yes, they are in the best situation because they basically have everything except for a quarterback. There are a few things that you need to that you would probably want to put in place a little bit to shore it up a little bit. But overall, if you put Aaron Rodgers on the Broncos right now, they're a playoff team. If you put Russell Wilson there, if you put Deshaun Watson there, automatically playoff teams. Um, but the other the other team that I did kind of want to bring up is actually the Jaguars. I don't think it's that bad of a job. Um, Con, the owner, is actually a pretty, like, not a guy who's going to meddle into anything. The only reason he actually came up this year was because the whole Urban Meyer thing kind of went catastrophe. And if you get in a, a, a head coach who kind of knows what he's doing, who's had that head coaching experience, not only do you have a young quarterback who I think is, is still really good. I think it didn't help with all the turmoil that he had to go through versus coming from Clemson where there was like no turmoil to now coming to the Jaguars where there's nothing but turmoil. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of didn't uh, work out for him. But you have James Robinson, who's a good running back think you can still use him. Um, they have a few decent receivers. I think they're going to need to upgrade on that. And obviously the offensive line as well, but their defense really wasn't completely awful. Uh, they have a few pieces like a Josh Allen who can rush the passer. Um, they have a couple of linebackers who are pretty decent and uh, they'll probably need a lot of secondary help. But if you look at going to Jacksonville, you're basically going to rebuild. Now I would say Houston, but I feel like right now Houston is like a lot of coaches are probably going to be like, I really don't want to mess with that because I could be out in a year. 
So yeah, it could be nice that I get to rebuild from scratch, but also I could be completely canned after next year just because I had to rebuild, you know? Yeah. So with the Jaguars, it was, they let go of the coach because he was doing some weird random things, you know? So mm-hmm. now you get to rebuild and you start with a quarterback. So the next thing you go after is another pass rusher. Then you go after a left tackle and then you go after your secondary. And if you have those pieces in place, that could be a good team. Mm-hmm. And then you have a guy who James Robinson who can take some pressure off of Trevor Lawrence. Um, when Urban Meyer left, uh, James Robinson was doing well. He just got hurt. So um, I, I think the Jaguars is actually a very intriguing job for me because mm-hmm. I do feel like it's something that if you're a head coach and you're looking to put all your input in, I think that's a really good looking job. As far as you go to the Broncos, everything's set in place. You just kind of have to run an offense and a, and a defense. Um, and I think for like a, a first time coach, that might be a little bit nice to like, you know, build on, but um like an experienced coach, a guy who's who's done it before, like a Jim Harbaugh. I don't know if he would go to the Jaguars, but that would be an interesting move for him to go to the Jaguars and, you know, help Trevor Lawrence and and build the team that way. And like it would be his own baby. It'd be like him going to Michigan where he basically tore everything apart and rebuilt it and they were always good. It just he didn't yep. get into the national championship and everyone flipped out. So, well, I mean, he's an NFL, he was a former NFL head coach that got his team to the Super Bowl in a couple of different playoff berths. And he barely just got them in the college football playoff this season. So, yeah, I would understand how many years he was with Michigan and they barely became a college playoff team in the, in this past season. And it's not like it's a repeat. It's his first time there. So I can understand like high expectations. They would expect almost urban not urban, excuse me, they would almost expect Nick Saban-like production. You were a former NFL coach that turned around a franchise, literally, that's still you know, successful off of what you've given to them, and you can't translate that into college. So I think I can understand the sediment of, wow, um, you know, when, when did this begin happening? I mean, and it took all these years before it finally did, so... The pushback is you have Ohio State that you're going against who is completely taking all the recruits. And also, he won nine games every single year, and they play like 12, 13 games a year. I mean, (laughs) winning nine games every single year and you're rebuilding is actually quite impressive. And Michigan is not the the, um, favorite college like they used to in the 90s. They have been completely depleted for years. So him coming in and winning nine games every year and now getting into the college playoff. And he took a pay cut because he said, I can do this and I'll prove it to you that I can do this. Took a pay cut and they get in the playoff. Yeah, I guess your your response to, you know, Harbaugh is look at what he's did. And I'm saying, well, yeah, but, you know, they hired him to get past all that because he's Harbaugh. No, I know, did. but but how many seasons did it take him to get to that? Four point? years. Okay, so I I think that people were expecting it to be a lot quicker of a turnaround because, because everyone of, is. I want it now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get it. 
in fairness, there's but, a lot of college head coaches that. But that's what I'm saying. If you get, get Jim Harbaugh into Jacksonville, uh-huh. it's going to be a rebuild. So you're going to give him at least a couple of years. And every year in Michigan, he got better and better and better. They looked better and better and better. This year, they got into the playoff. They beat Ohio State, which everyone wanted. All of a sudden, he beats Ohio State. And now he's the favorite to to get everyone because it takes time to build something. Nick Saban didn't win a national championship right when he got to Alabama. It took him a couple of years before he got there. He was still really good, but so was Jim Harbaugh. But Jim Harbaugh is working with less than what Nick Saban was. So us comparing him to Nick Saban, probably not great because it's a little unfair because Nick Saban had everything going for him. Jim Harbaugh, he was taking a depleted program that he went to and wanted to try and rebuild it, and he did. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we, we went on a little long on Jim Harbaugh, <laughs> but all right, man, I think that's it. Uh, we went way long on everything. I think it's fair to say, but you know what? There's so, like we said, there's so much that was going on. So we needed to get to everything. So appreciate you guys all listening. Um, go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram that you can see on the screen. If you're on YouTube, if you can't, you're listening to it via podcast. Uh, it's all at Drew Code Sports Talk, so go check us out. Uh, Twitter at, is going to be at Drew, Drew underscore code. Um, and um, also go check out uh, on all the major podcast sites, which we are all on. Um, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, and Google. Uh, go rate and review. Uh, please leave us a five star. If you're planning on leaving a one star, just leave it. Don't don't do it. Uh, we don't have that many reviews to begin with, so why ruin why ruin that? Like we're just some low low show, you know, some miniature show. Don't don't ruin it for us. All right. Um, no, but if you do leave a one star, please let us know what we're doing wrong that you don't like, uh, and that way we can build up on it. Uh, and if you leave us a five star, please let us know what we're doing well. Um, that way we can figure out uh, what we can do to continue that. So also uh, go subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel, which is, like I said, Drew Code Sports Talk. Uh, you can see cool videos. Cody is so excited because he got this new program that he wants to set up. So uh, we're trying it out today. Uh, we're obviously going through a few kinks, so bear with us. But it's going to be a lot better. That's for sure. Um and then uh, go check out fnxfitness.com, which is a great partner of ours. Uh, we can actually get you 15% off your whole purchase. Uh, if you are going back to the gym like Cody and I have been, except obviously this past week I haven't been able to go. Um, but, um, you know, if you've been going back to the gym, they got great supplements and great workout gear. So go check them out. Uh, they always have deals. And like I said, we can get you 15% off. But if they also have like a 50% off deal or 40% deal, sometimes they have 30% deals, whatever, you can still add on the 15% that we can give you. So don't think, oh, they have the 50% off, so that's all I'm going to be able to get. You can actually get in that using our code and using that deal that they have. You can get 65% off if they have like a 50, you know, you get what I'm saying. So go and do that you can use two codes it's okay trust me i've done it multiple times so (laughs) (laughs) so go use it it's awesome um and uh, cody will actually explain to you how you can get that 15 percent off by using our code 
All right, guys. So in the link in our description here, you're going to see our link tree uh, link. Click on that. It'll take you right to the FNX Fit special link that we have for you. Click on that. Use Drew code 15 to get 15% off the purchase, as Drew had mentioned, and also gave you uh, even insider trading facts of how you can even double discount and get even more savings than you thought of before. So that do that. Insider training. <laughs> do that and get all the gear that uh, that uh, you want, such as what I have. Also, too, you can get all the supplements that Drew has that he's a huge fan of. Uh, we are huge fans of it, which is why we still continue to work with them and are proud to to rep them. So definitely go do that. Again, you want to use the promo code DrewCode15 to get 15% off your purchase when you check out uh, in our link tree link. Click on that and you'll see the FNX Fit link that you need to go to to do all that good stuff. So while you're there on our link tree, you will see all the live links that Drew had mentioned and listen to our podcast with at Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeart. You can now even listen to us on our Facebook page. So all of that, including our social media is on our link tree to go to super easy. Click on whichever one you want to see us or visit us on. And you guys can go through all of that. Uh, also too, you guys can leave a comment on any of the videos or any of our podcast shows. So that way we can interact with you guys. We are huge fans of being able to talk to you guys, especially when it comes to sports. So please don't be shy. Please say what's up or throw a question at us we'd love to interact with you guys and chit chat so other than that you guys thank you so much for bearing with us in this extremely long episode it (laughs) is super uh informational but you know it's definitely necessary we have a ton going on this week with you know the raiders head coach changes playoff games so on and so forth so much to come and then there's even more coming up and as drew had mentioned we're working out a lot of updated stuff for the page and for the show so stay tuned for that And, uh, you know, that's it for us over here. Please wear your mask, wash your hands, get vaccinated if you're not already, get your booster if you haven't gotten that already as well. Be safe and be kind to one another. And with that being said, you guys, we will see you all next week. Go Raiders. Raiders.